This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, this is Dan. And this is Kelly. And Dan, I have a little surprise this week. I learned how to read palms. Really? And I was saving it for the show. So give me the old hand. Here, wow, here you go. And let me look at it. Mm, nice and moist. Good, good, mm-hmm. good. Okay, here's the life. Sweaty. This is the lifeline here. Yeah. Oh my God, that is very short. Damn. Really? Yeah, I don't think you're going to live past like 50. Oh, geez. Jeez. Well, okay. At least That's you're so awful to hear. Let me find the money line. The money find line it. is very. Oh my god! This is the shortest money line. Like from the book of Palms, they showed like examples of money lines. This is the sh- this is shorter than the shortest one that so they I'm have. So I'm going to die young penniless. and poor. Penniless. Penniless. Yes, and I should have done this research before I married you. Oh, Jesus. Geez. Let you knock me up and everything. All Very right. Well, depressing. let me let me look at the poop line here. The what? The poop line. The poop line says that. Oh my God! You're gonna have so much diarrhea for the rest of your life. You can see that. Yes. yes. This like one long line. Yes. No. And it gives the dates. Oh my God! You're gonna have diarrhea today. What? Yes. So- yes. Oh. <laughs> Your poop line just said something really funny. What? Oh my god! You can hear the poop line yes. is telling you. Yes, yes, and yes. it has the actual dates. Yeah, totally. You know, Kelly, I'm getting like the feeling that this isn't real. You don't really know how to read palms. All right, all right, maybe not, maybe not. But tell me, tell me a little something. Do you have diarrhea right now? You got me. <laughs> this, this is, is a, a really, really good, good cold, cold open. open. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. You've made it back to another episode of Make Me Like It. Hi, guys. The podcast. Oops. It, the podcast of a generation. Oops. The podcast where we have our friends on the show and they tell us they like something and we don't like it necessarily. Who's that? And maybe by the end we like it. Is that um, is that you or is that another person it's talking? It's me. Okay. No. We can't see anything. We're in pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I couldn't tell if there was a third person in the room. There was another lady here. Um, thanks for being here with us, guys. Everybody looks great. Lots of nice bodies mm-hmm. for the summer. Tan, yes, we put the spotlight on so you lines. can all come out and present yourself. Yeah, I can for see us the audience, the but I can't see anyone else in the small recording booth with me. Right. Uh, actually, it's not in a recording booth. We're at home in Glendale, California. Yeah, that's true. A suburb, a suburb of Los Angeles. Of Los Angeles. We're surrounded by mountains. We're a few degrees hotter than the rest of LA because we're on the other side of a mountain. We're what else in do a you want to know? What else we're do you want to know? We're in a valley. Um, we're near a lot of shopping. Um, uh, we got Trader Joe's. We got Ralph's. Um, you know, you name it. Anything yeah. you want in a neighborhood, you got it here. Uh, so we have a park full of old men. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. These are the things. Yes, these are the things we live by. Um, <laughs> On the show today, we're going to be talking about something that I don't necessarily feel passionate for, but when our guests brought up the subject, I was like, Ooh. of course, definitely. We're talking about Howard Stern, who oh was kind God. of a polarizing figure in himself, hugely. though he is hugely, as you just said, popular as well. Yes. Um, he's extremely popular. I personally have never felt any kind of connection with him. I don't understand 
what the necessarily what the appeal is, but I know that there is this deep reverence for him right. among his fans and I think even of among like celebrities who are interviewed by him. I feel like they're always like Howard just makes you feel so peaceful. And oh, I, I'm going back on Howard tonight. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Do people say I that? I think so. I'm going back well, on Howard tonight. I remember, yeah, recently Anthony Atamanek, who was like a you know friend and teacher at UCB, he was on the show recently, and I was like, "Ooh, that'll be a good one to listen to." That makes sense to like introduce myself to Howard Stern because I know Anthony and I know Anthony's funny and I know Anthony really liked being on the show and. So it would have been a fun one to listen to. And also, you know, people just go have gone on about the show for years. And I've just been like, really? I don't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, the weird like throwing salami at porn stars or something. <sighs> oh, like, God. what does this mean? What What is this? What is the culture of this show? And it feels a little bit impenetrable. Yeah. So who is Where do here? Where do we fucking begin? To penetrate it. Ooh. Nice. For us to pierce the, the seal. Maybe that's on my penetration's on my mind because it's Howard Stern. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, let's get Sex. this. Take out, take off our little seal, our little Howard Stern hymen. Yes. Uh, pop the cherry. Elliot Howard. Glazer. Yeah. He's here to pop our little Howard cherries and really give us a good r- r- pound a pounding. Now, you might be asking yourself, who is Elliot Glazer? Mm-hmm. Well, Elliot is a person we've both known for collectively for a very long time. Very long time. Oops, that was our dog's bark collar. <laughs> I don't think you can hear it. Don't oh. worry about it. <laughs> Elliot's someone that we've known for a very long time. Um, we've known him back in New York when he and Alana Glazer, his sister, and one of the two creators of Broad City, which mm-hmm. Elliot has been on, mm-hmm. of course, playing himself, Elliot, or playing a you know Wait, a does guy he named play Elliot. Alana's brother on the show, or is yeah, he just dude. a guy? I can't remember. I thought it was his brother. Okay. Oh boy, no, that makes sense. edit this out, please, if that's not true. <laughs> um, but they used to like host a show uh, yeah. at midnight or something on yeah Friday or it was Saturdays, middle school talent show. Yeah, and they and they were like. Uh, I would say middle school talent show probably. Yeah. And uh, they were uh, like a teacher and a principal maybe. I if I so. If I remember correctly. I but anyway, so. Elliot's been performing forever. He's written for stuff. Most recently, I think he wrote for New Girl. Um, he's, as he meant, he'll mention in the interview, he's going to be on Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's that's why he likes him. Well, he's not going to be Just on, for the fame. on. You know, he's going to do a wrap up I was going to say that about him. <laughs> uh, yes. But he's a good no, he's friend not gonna and a fun on, guy. No, he's not going to be on the show. He's going to be in a wrap, wrap up, up show, show, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, as you'll hear. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but sometimes we do the intros after the, in- the, uh, the uh, interviews. Isn't that how a lot of people do podcasts? You know what? I don't know. Mark Marin. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. He He's like, you're going to hear this. You're going to hear this. We got to this. True. Well, this was exciting. <laughs> this was really a high energy, uh, informative introduction. So, I don't think it was that bad. Um, it was probably one of our most mediocre. But Guys, we'll try. We'll try harder at the, uh, the next episode. But the point the I mean, this is OK. Now that you know that we recorded the interview already. Buckle the fuck up because it is a really good one. Like this is this is gonna be. It, it was yeah. We okay. learned a lot. All right, okay. nice, interesting. Almost a nice save there. I, I yes, the the audience is about to go on a little roller coaster ride, and I'm just letting them know. Put on your seatbelt. Don't fall out of the coaster. <sighs> okay. okay <laughs> test test. Oh wait, do we test? I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be testing oh. as we talk here. Is this the beginning? Yeah, this is 
This is the beginning. This um, can be the beginning. Right? Sorry if there's yeah. are there pubes on the, uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> microphone uh, cover there. Okay, <laughs> little doggy hair. Sorry. Like, oh, oh yes, yeah. little doggy hair. Yes, or there Dan are hairs. Tiny, there are black little tiny, Dan and doggy short hairs. Black hairs all over the house. All over everything. And I want to guess. Wallaces. I want to say that those are Wallace's because that was on the table and mm. I was not rubbing my <laughs> butt or balls <laughs> on the. Um, well, how how are the levels, Kelly? Good. Test, test. Yeah, test, test. Do you have Elliot's? Yep. Everything's test, good. Test, test. Test, gentle test. Well, Elliot, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. In uh, beautiful Jewel City, Jewel City Glendale, Glendale, California. Beautiful Glendale. Mm. How was the mm. uh, trip out to Glendale? It was great. It took me eight minutes. Whoa. <laughs> you yeah. live that close? Yeah, I'm in uh, Los Feliz. Oh, oh really? At water. It's so wow. close. It's so close to everything. It's, yeah. It's not really a different city. It's just a suburb. I never think of it as... No. I mean, it has a different look to it. Yes. Right. But it feels so close that I'm like, it's not that different. It's not far. It's not like a, I don't think of it as being at a distance. Right. It blends into the Atwater too. Very easily. Yes. Atwater's got a little bit of a cool streak though. And I think that so. Glendale doesn't quite have. We've got a couple things. What do we have that's cool? I mean, a Shake Shack, but that's at we this point is mainstream. Slut. We have an egg slut. <laughs> oh, that's right. And Phil's Coffee. Phil's yes. Coffee. Which Phil, is really good. Do you know about so, Phil's Coffee? Okay. Do I know about it? Well, because it's like an interest. It just like, to me, the logo is so bizarre. Yes. And it seems like a joke place. And like people are like, it's from San Francisco. It's cool. But when I see the logo, I don't think cool. I always thought it was like an airport coffee. <laughs> yes. That's what it looks the like. the logo is so silly. But then uh, I've become friends with a guy who does like marketing for them. Huh. And he was like, let's go. Let's go. Like, let's go to Phil's Coffee. And I was like, oh boy. Like I thought it was going to be like silly. <laughs> yeah. And like bad mm-hmm. and it's really good. Yeah. And it they take good. it very seriously. Very seriously. And they like have you taste the drink as they're making it you know to make sure that you're happy with it yeah. i think they just need them up because the monogram looks like um it reminds me of the rainforest cafe yes <laughs> yeah it reminds me of exactly like and that like time of my with life with like graffiti yes or something. and yeah. it's like no you guys need to i really do think it's like they just need to have a cl- a, a more a more um architectural logo yes yeah. well it's also fills with a z right fills with a z yeah so it's yeah. like kids news or something <laughs> yeah. and it reminds me of um in kids austin there's a place called austin java yes which reminds me of just like early same. 90s like yes. Fre- it's the, same the friends coffee yes. uh, central perk yes of the course mediocre food java, big old, like, java. Wait, also the food it fills is good it is yeah i didn't even know they had food they have like ricotta toast wow almond butter stuff and like nice. it's a real good place well, guys, check out Phil's. Um, <laughs> Elliot, thanks for being on the show. Did you, did you almost say regoat? I almost said regat. Oh, wait, yeah. so that's East, East Coast? Because that's the East Coast yeah. thing I've New noticed. York. Yes, regat. What was it? Gabagool. 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 But someone had... Um, Gabagool. <laughs> my parents just mentioned something that I never heard of. <laughs> so crazy. Which was Locata cheese? No, Locati. Locati. But isn't it just a Parmesan or something? It's locati? just cheese. Yeah, like they were making it. fun of someone for not knowing what locati was or yeah. something. And I was and like, so I've never heard of it. They made I've shirts. never heard of that. Okay, uh, nice. The, they made shirts for people that don't know what it is. And it says, you're not dumb. You're just from California. Who made that shirt? I think the, the, uh, the ma- deli tours. man. Yeah, like oh, the wow. man who ran the deli. Oh, I thought your parents did. No, no uh, yeah, I <laughs> wish. parents bought one. Oh, they, yes. Wow, yeah, wow, they wow. own one now. And they live here in California. Oh, they do? Yes. They li- My parents have retired to Palm Desert, yeah, California. Yeah, they live in Desert. Oh, they're not in, they were in Jersey, right? Yeah. Yes. And they're oh, wow. Brooklyn peeps. <laughs> right. So the pride is strong in the mozzarella. Wow. I've, I've told my parents many times 
they're coming to visit finally, for the, like for the first time that I've since I've lived here. Yeah, they're coming for ten days. Oh no, where are they staying? <laughs> um, well, I was like, since I live on the east side, you should live. You should like stay in like the east side somewhere. Or maybe right. so I was even like Glendale. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they were like, nope. We found a home away. I guess which is like Airbnb for parents. Okay. Um, no, I've heard of it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's uh, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, That's it's a I'm little out of the way. I guess yes. they have to learn the like what this nope. city is that right. no one knows. Things don't seem that far on a map. It's true. And my parents thought that it's like I was in the, literally like in the middle of the brush fires when that yeah. was happening. Yes, always. I, I get that a lot, too, <laughs> yes, from my parents. Like, like, are you okay? And yeah. it's like, I wasn't even close to it. it right. Was like yeah. like, did you feel the earthquake? And I'm like, what earthquake? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> yeah. Why are you on AccuWeather? San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yes. speaking of another East Coast guy, is is Howard Stern an East Coast man? Oh, yeah. He seems be. like. Oh, he, yeah. He, that, I think of him as New York. Yeah. And I think he, I, to be honest, I don't know much about Howard Stern at all. Yeah. Other than I wasn't raised on him, really. I remember seeing private parts when I was a young boy and thought it was like cool. Yeah. Because it was like, there's like sex and stuff. Yeah. And I saw it early on. But I thought it was cool because other people thought it was cool. Not because I genuinely understood why this guy was good at what he does and what it is he does exactly. So this is my, Other than like porn star stuff. My takeaway. That's my, yes. So this was you in New Jersey. That was me. I would expect you to have been more into him because I feel like for some reason East Coast people knew more about him. I feel like. Yeah, is that he was true? Like a local from, radio. He, he started in. It was a local you know, radio lo- thing. Yeah. So what I saw was as a kid flipping channels on cable you get to e you see a naked woman standing yes. in a studio you're like oh I'll watch this yes when i had a tv in my room and i definitely watched that i watched that and uh pretty quickly was like i hate this robin looks like a person that's like trapped in a prison <laughs> and like is forced to laugh and say nothing for yeah, hours totally uh robin's the like sidekick yes. And then when the movie came out, I was like, this looks like garbage. Like, oh, my God, this man is awful. Like, OK, he's he's just like a misogynist. Right. So I was like, I'm done. And then when I got older, I was like, oh, like really smart people like him. What's, yes. what's the deal? Yeah. OK, so I was also a, I was a very scared child, very anxious and like scared of everything. Nice. <laughs> nice me too nice. right here um plenty of fear right here terrified of everything like movie trailers yep. uh everything i was the scared thriller of thriller video was anything <laughs> truly every, everything but like the basement, there was this weird was like fear of like sex and bad kids i was afraid of like bad people bad yeah. kids like like people drinking alcohol cigarettes yeah bad smoking kids. cigarettes at a, a party that i then in sixth grade i think i just told you this story there were kids at a uh, the sixth after the sixth grade graduation, maybe like smoking cigarettes in, in a ba- basement in a basement party. And my friends and I were like, "We're leaving. We're going." Yes, home. no. I was. That's my, how I would be too. I my was like, parents were very proud. I, I would. I, I was so scared of all that stuff. Uh huh. And so my dad listened to Howard Stern when I was a kid, and I was like, "Dad, he is gross. Ew. What are you doing?" I would make him turn it off. I thought it was gross. And then as I got older. Same thing. I would see. I would like hear him and be like, "He's gross." And then see the show. If I saw it on E, I was like, "He's gross. This is gross. What is this circus?" <laughs> like, yes. I didn't. I just didn't think it. Was, I had no reason to yeah. think it was. And funny. like the men, there's also these like other guys on the show. Yes, exactly. That like look like they're just like, "Oh, I love being around this powerful man." And yes. I'm, I, and I look like an idiot. But yes. He's smart. It, 
that made me uncomfortable too. Totally. And I, I had no interest in him. What's oops, sorry. <laughs> Phones off mine, guys. Mine off. I had no interest in him whatsoever. None. And right. So my, but a lot of intelligent people I knew liked the show. Uh-huh. So my friend, Michael, um, Michael is a, uh, teacher. He teaches, uh, he teaches gifted students in New York. Um, he has his own sort of curriculum where he's teaching like media literacy is the umbrella term, but he's really teaching them like film and TV, but going above and beyond that and talking about like tropes and advertising and reality and like wow, social media. Wow, what age group does he teach? Um, I think it's like mostly middle school. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Because I, I learned about all that shit in college. Me so, too. Yeah. I, I was, and I'm always like, you're doing about. them a real service, especially now. Truly. No, I mean, yeah. he's teaching them stuff. He's showing them, he shows them like Lenny Riefenstahl a little bit. Like, I don't even know what that is. Never heard that, of him. She's the, <laughs> <laughs> she's the, like, she's the woman who did all the like Nazi propaganda. Oh, movies. Shit. Yeah. And he shows them like reality shows and tries to like, give them a really constructive point of view. So Michael and I have been friends for a really long time and we share a very, very distinct taste for camp, but like camp that's like, like, you know, a, a three levels deeper than like most camp. Right. Like we'll go, we'll like go to like, um, we went to like a chocolate fair on Long Island knowing that it's like, it doesn't matter what kind of fair it would be, but the mm-hmm. fact that it's on Long Island, like just just knowing that like things will be insane. And yeah. a f- another friend of ours says that we're like anthrop. She says we're anthropologists of schlock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we go to like weird shit, hoping that it'll be like insane. The most Not, sort of mainstream. Yeah, like finding humor in like the strangely mainstream. Yeah, right. or unchallenged or whatever. Yeah. With all that being said, so Michael shares the exact same taste as me in a lot of ways. And he himself is like a savant of sorts and has like all he knows, like he's like encyclopedic when it comes to film and um, a lot of like entertainment, film and TV and keeps a lot of media. He has like a, a whole he has libraries of just everything. And so I trust his opinion so, you know, so readily. And he for years was like, you would love Stern. And I was like, no, he's gross. <laughs> yeah, he I've lo- already established he's, he's this. He's like in love with porn stars. I'm like, like he is gross. I'm like, well, why would I want to watch him like with strippers and porn stars? I don't understand what, ro- I don't understand what Robin is. Like, what is this? Yes, what, what is, is this? Yes. I, and and he, <laughs> Baba Booey? Yeah, and so Baba he Booey. finally was like, he finally got me to listen to an interview that he did with, remember Tan Mom? Yes, yeah, the tan, na- tan, tan mom, mom, the mom that was like super tan and disgusting. She was the white lady who like allegedly brought her child into a tanning bed with her in New Jersey. Oh wow, I don't remember. She tan had like mom. blonde. You don't remember seeing this woman I on the internet? Octo mom. Oh well, she will. I'll get. I can get to that in a second oh, nice. too. <laughs> okay, all the different freak moms. No, truly, because they were on on Stern <laughs> they together. Were all on Stern oh, together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Okay. No, I remember tan mom. Yeah. I told. Oh my god. The tan mom was white, but had like. I mean, she was very seriously talking to reporters and her skin was the color of like duty. Yes. 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 Like duty. And it was insane. And so he managed to get Tan Mom on the show and he's interviewing her and she has a very strange way of talking, like Mm -hmm. very strange. And he's being like really coy with her and he's like, then he's like getting to ask her about like sex stuff and she's being like coy and he's like, now, are you shaved? And she was like, Howard, I'm not going to answer that. Like, again, her voice is bizarre. Uh-huh. She's like, Howard, I'm not answering that. And he's like, he said, 
Patricia, the world wants to know, is Tan Mom shaved? And hearing that question, <laughs> I like got it. Like it clicked. Where it's like, wait, why? Oh, because it's like, oh, this is this is subversive. He's not sexually harassing people. No, he's not being a pervert. No, he's subverting. He's like the world wants to fucking know. like. He's that's mi- why he has the look on his face that he does. That's which, so which? like flat. Uh, Do you think that's just the way he looks? Is? I think he would t- he would say because he talks about all the time how ugly he is. Right, I look like a monster. I look like a witch. No. I'm hideous. That's my disability. My face. No, yeah, it's really. Fu- I mean, so that that like that sentiment. The world wants to know if Tan Mom is shaved. Is like the f- to me like the language of it is so like comedic <laughs> and clunky and funny. Right, and it and I started listening and was like blown away by what the show is because and here's the reason that you might like it in a way that I never thought I would. Post 2006, ish not even, probably a little earlier than that, but around 2007, 8, 9, he really made a shift towards, con- like really stepped away from sex stuff mm-hmm. and porn stuff and all that like, all that like stuff that I had no interest in that right. felt like, in you know felt surely um um exploitative right and gross and perverted and and misogynistic that is like bare it's like barely you never even hear it on the show anymore and i don't think he in the mid to late 2000s once he hit sirius radio where he went from terrestrial radio to sirius which is satellite there was no FCC, so they could say or do whatever they want wow. without any fear of any, you know, retaliation by listeners or the FCC or any, you know, any type of like corporate overlord. So they could say or do whatever they want. And ironically, that's when he really moved away from like sex stuff and like wow. hot nude girl stuff, and that's will say oh very openly like I was insane. He's like. What I was doing was insane. He doesn't apologize for it, but he says like what I was doing was fucking crazy. And I, I, I had to, that's what I felt like I had to do at the time. But now he is so inherently different in that the show is uh, focuses on a different type of comedy, which is like they still do. They still focus on like low, high humor, like stupid smart. And they easily still you know run like circle through like duty jokes and like everything like piss shit sex and they talk about sex a lot because the overarching theme of stern is no bullshit without saying it they just cut through bullshit and like ask questions he like he like asks about sex in a way that's interesting and not exploitative or creepy right he's never creepy right because Mm -hmm. because of that sort of shift he's also lost a lot of it's not that he's lost listeners his fans a big contention big contingent of his fans have grown to hate listen to him because they think he's soft and because he's (laughs) a super feminist like incredibly feminist really oh yeah huge feminist huge pro rights uh uh, pro-choice you know he has three daughters he talks about them all the uh, no he doesn't talk about them all the time but he always says like you know i i have three daughters like this is and he also was raised by a feminist, like by a mother who's like a feminist. And Does he like acknowledge that that he was considered probably oh, yeah. by many to be a misogynist. Though? Oh yeah, and he'll talk about it. Wow, he's he's by no means perfect. Like he's not a perfect person, and I don't think he would 
I don't think he would say like I was wrong like in my in the early start of my career. He was just insane and was just like doing things that nobody else was doing. Right for ratings, for which ratings. was kind of what the movie movie was about, right? Totally. The movie was sort of about how his his like rise to fame and like all the stunts he did, right? But I will also say that I watched Private Parts and was like this is a good it's a good movie. Like it's Well, really I remember good. thinking it was like good. It's uh, a, even yeah. as a kid, I was like, oh, this is not just the porn it, yeah it could be that if they wanted i mean i haven't seen it since then so yeah it re- i watched alana and I, my sister and i watched it recently and we're like this is really good like it's genuinely very funny really well written i mean apparently there were like 30 drafts and the, oh, wow. making the sh- making the movie was a real struggle because he was a perfectionist about it wow. which is why he hasn't made anything since because he's such a perfectionist interesting um he's very type like I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. But the point being that, like, I still would not want to listen to... I have no interest in listening to Old Howard. Mm. Right. Because I know, like, that's what... If that's what it was, which was, yeah. like, but but Bongo Fiesta or whatever and, like, throwing baloney at strippers, like, I haven't... That is gross. I have no... And truly, so that's I have all no that interest. was in that, in that time. That was provocative. It was yes. just to be, like, let's just do some crazy shit. Let's do crazy shit. Let's, let's do it on the radio. a so, little girl to stop flipping channels and watch this Yeah, it's, it's gross. Like, it, it's... I think it's gross. And, and yeah. I have no interest in, like, looking back at that. Like, as a fan, I look back and, and I'm interested in, like, older stuff and references. Right. But by no means have I any interest in, like, watching him in like 94 95 also at the time like you know obviously times were different but like you know he was like into he was like super into like rock and roll and like people who were like bucking this bucking this trends and like saying fuck you to the system it almost felt like a freak show it was something you'd see at coney island where so that to that point yes that to that point the way the show is now is built often around who are a group of people who are circus freaks called the Whack Pack, and okay. they've been th- they've been with the show since the beginning. And I swear to you, like as a kid, when I would see or hear those people, it was part of the reason that made me that part of the reason I would like run screaming because I was scared of these like bad people, quote unquote. Right. When in actuality, they're just, and this is part of the genius of the show. These are eccentric civilians uh-huh. that they have somehow stumbled upon. And whose mundane lives, truly mundane lives, become fodder for the show that is so inherently funny <laughs> because of the way it's framed. Right. It seems like a little bit like some of the people that I became obsessed with watching Tim and Eric. Yes. Like, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's Tim a few and Eric people too. from it, like James Qual. There's yes that are you're just obsessed with because yes. you're like, who the fuck is this guy? He just lives in an apartment in L.A. and he does exactly. nothing. But and that's that's the beauty of the of that part of the show is like this cast of characters that are astounding to listen to. Like there's like Wendy, they used to call her Wendy the retard. Now they call her Wendy the slow adult. Oh my God. Yeah. Wendy the retard. Holy <laughs> Gary. So that's the, nice that they changed it. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like, I, I'm not going to say that anymore. Like Wendy, what do you want to be called? And she was like, call me slow adult. <laughs> there was another guy that used to be called Gary the retard. And, and Stern was like, what do you want to be called? And he was like, Gary the conqueror. So they okay. call him Gary the conqueror. Wow. There's these people, there's like, Marfan Mike, who has Marfan's disease. High pitch Eric, who's this like four hundred pound buffoon with a high pitch voice, like by like a naturally like Minnie Mouse voice. Wow! Wow! I mean, Tan Mom is now part of the Whack Pack. It, wow! It, she hangs out. Just well, like so, as part so of the those show? people don't hang out on the show. Okay, they're just roving characters that we check in with occasionally. Okay, because he'll send one of the staffers on the show to 
he'll they'll call it embedded. And they'll they'll go, go to their home. There's this woman named Suzanne Muldowney, mm-hmm. who they call her underdog lady because okay. for 30 years, and some of these people have been with the show for a really long time, some less so, but she's been with it for a really long time. She is a eccentric woman who lives in New Jersey who goes to parades and is obsessed with going to parades and dressing up and marching in all different types of parades. So that's weird. Oh like she's weird. She's clearly like on the spectrum of some, Love you know, some kind. Love to have her on the show to talk about parades. Uh, we she's a, parades. Yeah, we're, we're, we're anti-parades here. Yeah, I'm not a big... Par- he, Howard also hates parades. <laughs> hates parades. Talks about how much he hates parades and he wishes that they were... If he were president, he would outlaw all parades. So many goddamn parades in New York, too. It's so true. Yeah. What was it that we talked to that the, the idea for parades... Our idea for parades is that the parade just stays in one line yes. and you can walk it. Yeah, yes. that sounds like a better idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> it's like you could run it if you yes. want to see as much as you want or just Make see a quick. little bit. Make it quick. I mean, uh, that that I can see being a, into the parade. At Disneyland, the parades were pretty good because they were very short. Yeah, short Where? and it's for contained. Disneyland. We just went to oh, Disneyland yeah. last week. Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we went last week. Yeah, they I did love a Pixar, it. Pixar parade. Pixar yes. parade had all the Pixar characters. That was very exciting. Yeah, I would. I like to do a Disneyland parade. Yes, and then it's it's also like ten minutes, and you're like, it's just part of the festivities yeah. yes. of the day. Keep you excited. But the idea of like the Thanksgiving Day parade or like going to a parade sounds horrible. Yeah, parades are parades are rough. And yeah, and, and they send people to parades because <laughs> well, so Carolyn Muldowney or whatever her name, so Suzanne Muldowney she loves parades. She loves parades. Wow. Now is so super serious about them and a very eccentric way however to juxtapose that she's also deeply catholic and (laughs) very uh probably asexual and is obsessed with underdog the cartoon sure oh wow so that's how she got the name underdog lady and she is this woman who they will go visit and her her natural behavior and the way she speaks and what she's like vindictive about what she's passionate about become unforgettable tidbits that like you don't even that you don't forget and then you it's you're rewarded for knowing about suzanne muldowney because not not just when they talk about her the next time but because and this is the biggest part of the stern show that is like unlike anything else they do what are called drops so howard's sound engineer and like partner in crime, not Robin, Fred. It's like Robin, Howard, and Fred. And Fred was in private parts as his other sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fred is the sort of top secret. Uh, uh, ge- he's like the genius behind the, he's the wizard behind the curtain. Okay. So Stern speaks, you know, through the ho- hosts of the show and is really very funny and obviously has great wit and knows how to keep a four hour show going without it ever feeling like it's four dragging hours? four hours and it never feels like it drags oh ever. every day every or, day or three days a week <gasps> whoa and you wow. listen to all of it yeah not at once though like i have right. to like break okay. it up okay but fred is his sound engineer who sits in the same room as howard because he and howard and robin sit in the same room but have a sort of strange setup where they don't always want to see each other <laughs> i don't know you know it's howard's thing it's been this way for 30 40 years okay but Fred does voices and is very funny. Does, is very funny at doing voices for bits. But also is the genius behind the show because he has drops. And drops are these sound clips. Sound bites. The sound Baba bites. thing. Yeah. But was they've, a, an example. But they've been drop. gathered for 30 years. And that one is the most iconic. Right. Because like in like 90, 91 or something, the producer Gary 
Baba Booey de la Bate. Gary is like, yeah, the buck-toothed sad yes, man that Gary. I can't ever stop. He's not sad. He lives like an amazing life. That's great. And he's like, so that they are. That he they are rag on him. They rag on him relentlessly. Right. He is the butt of the joke of the entire show. Uh huh. And has learned to be like okay with it. Right. But in like 1990 or 91, he was talking about like co- cartoons he collected, and he meant to say Baba Louie, uh-huh. which is a character, <laughs> and he said Baba Booey. <laughs> And the way he said it, he was like, you know, the way he talks, he's like, he's from like Long Island, he's from yeah. Uniondale, and he was like, Baba, he says like, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, and so they isolated, so they were like, you mean Baba Louie? And Howard was like, how oh do you, God, how do you collect? So he's like, to me how now. do you collect this cartoon and you don't know the name? And he was like, I thought it was Baba, you know, Baba Booey. And so they've isolated that clip of him saying Baba Booey, and it's so much funnier to me now. It's so funny because when someone misspeaks. It can be so funny. The that's what the and show then is just though. Ragging it on, ragging on it for, till the end of time. I mean, so <laughs> so that moment cemented his name as Gary Bababui Delabate, which then literally became like f- permeated through the entire culture yeah. and became so many things. One of which is a way to. Um, I guess you the like formal term I think is called culture jamming, where you're like fucking with the fourth wall of something by like. Well, like the way that you, they do it with Baba Booey is people will f- sort of video bomb, I guess you'd call it, news reports where they'll be like behind behind somebody and go behind some like reporter who's like reporting the news in that really sort of traditional, yeah. you know, tighten, uh, um, uh, you know, buttoned up fashion and like a whack packer or just a Howard Stern fan will bomb behind them and be like, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. And they have to like, it fucks with like the 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 nature of like what how this is supposed to go uh-huh. right. a reporter talking in that weird voice right and so people so it happens there at golf tournaments all the time like masters tournaments you'll hear like somebody swing the club it'll be like and then like people bomb a golf game mm-hmm. i mean and it's this is it's permeated the entire culture people on talk shows enough like like podcast not even not like nothing like truly like they'll play clips that people found of a documentary a dr- everywhere you look someone will will um whittle i guess whittle is not the right word like shoehorn in right. a stern baba reference Bowie. often being baba booey right but but there are tons so baba no. booey is the original drop i think like and they drop it in the show when what happens when someone like baba booey uh do they drop that in if someone flubs a word no this is why it's this is why the show is brilliant because it's all completely it's not random it's not by design it's just used as context but there are so many drops so many sound effects that reward you if you have been listening if you know them if you know the drops then you you laugh it's like the howard stern universe Exactly, and there's and it contextualizes what is being said in a way that makes it that much funnier. Wow! And like the like something that correlates and makes perfect sense is that like years ago, Richard Simmons, who was on the show a lot, um, was on the show at some point, maybe in like 2010 or 2011 or something, and they were like they were trying to get Gary into the studio or Gary to fix something, and Howard uh, and so on. Richard's mic, he was going. He's like Gary. Gary, 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 where are you, Gary? And so it's it's like hilarious. And so Fred isolated that 
those that that drop right. and so now anytime not anytime but like a lot of times when gary is brought up or talked to or or spoken about or even like he's on he's like on a mic fred will play that drop underneath him and it's they don't even respond to it like howard and like i had to say to michael when i first started listening do they hear these sound effects yeah. and michael was like yeah it's part of the show they just either some once in a while they'll like laugh if it makes sense and it's really funny but otherwise it's just like part of a blanket right it's like a, it's a it's tapestry a, it's a tapestry yeah. and yeah. it's so strange because i've tried to think of other show other like shows or movies or like consumable products like a tv show that does that kind of thing yeah. and the only thing i can think of is drag race right by, mm. yeah like, drag race constantly itself. references yeah what does drag true. race do what is the drag race uh, well this like season jokes, they right? did the like vanji thing vanji right but right. like they'll referencing ref- other contestants vanji, that are show other- yeah vanji yes. was eliminated in the first episode and oftentimes when people get eliminated they say something as they leave the stage yes yeah and vanji was like Vanjie. She's like walking backwards saying her name. Miss Vanjie. It made no sense. Uh. Vanjie. And it was just like, what's happening? I felt like I was in a fever dream. It was crazy. And then everyone's just repeating it till the end of time now. And it then went there's viral, so really many viral. memes. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a... Uh, or the way you're making it sound, it's almost like a midnight movie or something yes, of like yes. a cult classic. Yeah, where like yes. a Rocky people, Horror deal. Rocky Horror, The Room or, or something where like, people are... Or it's, much so. or it's like in an improv show when there's a callback. Yes. You have to work very hard to get the audience to understand what the callback is. Exactly. Here you just drop it in and it's like this littered with callbacks constantly. And, and, it's, and it's, a, it's such a wide array of things. It's like... Uh, you know just to like think of some off the top of my head it's like one drop is like his father yelling at him as a kid going shut up sit down another drop is like because I've, I've listened to like the history of drops they did a special to explain everything oh wow. that's nice but it was like hours right and like one drop is i guess a transgendered person that they met at that was like doing the show maybe like the live show there's been iterations there was momentarily a talk show i think they had a channel nine show in the 80s that was terrifying Mm -hmm. that was like a local access show that i guess was in new york like a channel okay on channel nine it was terrifying they did that like 80s makeup where he would be have he would be made up to look like characters but it was like that dick tracy makeup that really scary stuff that terrified me (laughs) nice but they've had he's had all these iterations Uh the e show was like just a a sort of like a live rebroadcasting feed yeah exactly and so they so that transgender person i guess i don't know where they were i don't remember exactly where it was but in an interview with him he makes this noise where he's like he's like I can't, it's like, yee, like it's a kind of like a lilting thing. And so anytime something remotely gay comes up, it'll, he'll, Fred will probably play that like, yee, or, but it doesn't have to be gay. It's like, Howard could be talking about like another guy and ha- Fred will layer it in to like make it, to make the joke. Right. It's like the joke is just this commentary of the sound. It's, yeah, it reminds me of like inside jokes I have with my brother. Exactly. Where we will make a noise or say a word and like know exactly what we're and, referencing. But think about how, th- how crazy it is that that inside joke 
is is rewarded to millions of pe- millions yeah. of listeners millions it's crazy how many people listen to him and that's one thing that is both fascinating to me and perplexing of like the kind of people that are in that's his exactly audience right. yes and perplexing to me too because he ha- he's a he's a huge hillary supporter like wanted hillary to was for Ob- hillary since 08 put wanted her to win so so badly and has been so forthright about that and he knows, I think, that, yes, his audience is surprisingly diverse, but, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, straight dudes who are, who are like, kind of, if they're not, they're not necessarily misogynist, but they're, like, straight dudes. Right. You know, they're, and they're, they're specifically bros. anti-Hillary because she's a woman. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. And he has no problem disagreeing with that statement and being like, no, I think she'd be great. I think we need a woman. Like, he says all the things that... I say and like I feel like our friends were saying you know he he he's very reasonable that way and like it's just all about women and all about women's rights and reproductive rights and all that stuff so he has this contingent of people especially on reddit who hate him because of that because of that sentiment that he's gone soft that his that because he has three daughters they like made him soft that there's that a woman he's a the, democrat that's serious that make and that he's a liberal democrat yeah because i'm sure he had a huge republican he probably still does it's just that yeah he 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 also so he's married to um beth ostrowski that like beautiful you know statue. she was like a model and i think like a actress but she's just like a beautiful I think you know they were at like rob's movie i premiere. do remember seeing him at a movie premiere that? years ago yeah our friend arthur was in this movie and mm. uh the, the howard stern and his wife were there so i remember this woman was it a rob schneider movie no no rob um burnett rob burnett <laughs> oh he's, he's friends with that yes guy. Yes, yeah. yes 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 he's friends, he's with, friends with yeah rob burnett is friends with howard stern yeah yeah so they're friends but mm-hmm. connecticut Yes. I feel like yeah, probably just Connection. Connecticut. Yeah, Greenwich. Rich, yeah. yeah, rich Connecticut. Yeah, he he. So so he and Beth is a huge animal rights activist, and and in doing so, he is now too, and his listeners shit on him constantly for that too. But he's like, "Fuck you! I don't care. We rescue cats. That's all I talk. He talks. All he talks oh about is God. rescuing the cats." And saying oh like, I God. know that you know so Beth and I didn't cute. have kids, and so yes, maybe we have a, you know, an, an, a sort of elongated of attachment to yeah. these cats, but they are our lives. And he like literally wells up on the air talking about these cats, <gasps> and he's like, our house is full of cats. It's crazy, but my wife is an angel, you know, and like the things that she does for animals, she's an angel. She's an angel on earth, you know. He also talks about her with such reverence, and it's like. So with all the things that he's done and all the like gross stuff that he was doing in the 90s, there's a reason he's never had a single scandal, which is because he's just forthright. He got, right. he got it out like on the air. Right. He's, he's never, never put, like made a woman alone in a room never. feel awkward. It is in a public place, well, basically. A public yeah, I, I have found in general, that, I mean, this is not for everyone but I, I just having done performance at ucb and stand-ups and stuff the the people maybe I, this i this leans more for improv but the guys that are the most disgusting and weird on stage i've always found to be the kindest and like softest off stage, yeah. off stage yeah. because yes. it's like they kind of get their kicks out exactly like doing insanity on stage it's like yeah that's the crazy part of my brain right that i'm exercising yes. and then i want to like go home and go to bed that's <laughs> like, what he, and that's when howard's that's how he talks about it and says like he also is like why he just he said he he generally 
cannot understand why someone would want to be a sexual predator. He says, like, he says, like, how could someone like Bill Cosby want to be, uh, why would he want to, like, get hard with a woman who has no control? He's like, why would that even be attractive to somebody? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's the way that his, that the straight men in his audience should think. If they don't already, it's like, that's the place where his, like, straight masculinity I think is helpful, but right. also hurts him because he has a lot of these listeners now who are like, fuck him, he's soft, he's all about cats, he's a liberal, he's for Hillary, you know, he doesn't say retard what's wrong with him. Yeah, but of but course he, all those people are sexually stifled probably. and violent, having and violent outbursts. what's crazy outbursts. is, yeah. this is part of the, like, the flip side of a guy who comes up doing nasty stuff. Yes. It is a liberal progressive thing to be doing of like i can't say this on the radio i'm gonna go nuts that that has been really fascinating to me is the switch of like well he he knows that like that switch he knows that again he without even saying like i cut through the bullshit that is the theme of the show and he constantly plays things that speak to things that he were to his bullshit detector meaning not only will he play he loves like playing news bloopers because he thinks that bizarre way of broadcasting is so so oh my god i love news bloopers and, lame and weird and silly and un, and and stupid fake, yeah. yes. he's like this is fake nobody he'll, he'll do like the voice he's like who talks like this he's like what is that voice so they play that but they also play clips of um pat robertson saying crazy things in the name of religion he has like a hate 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 um this like seething rage for religious zealots who use religion to make money and he just wants to cut right through it just by playing the clips and being like listen to this fucking guy Mm -hmm. listen to this fucking guy what he's saying and it's like that is so cathartic right because in other places you're not going to get an argument so visceral and real right because if you're reading about it in like the times it's going to be through a very like we're snarky, reporting the news exactly yes. and it's and it's sort of like a winky perspective where it's like oh this was worded so sardonically that i understand right. what he's saying whereas with stern it's like he can come out and be like pat robinson is a fucking creep and that's what any of us would say yes any to of each other say, yeah. yeah and it, yeah it is interesting how I feel like I've never heard, yeah, like what you're saying, he's never had any of these like sex scandals. No. Because, I, and I feel like there is a weird uh, reverence for him that, again, I, I don't understand as someone who's not in on a lot of the jokes. I, and this has been consistent, I think, on our show is like if there's a big fandom, if there's like uh, hardcore fans, it's hard to crack into something. Yes. Because you are like, I don't know where to start. Well, my friend, my friend Michael, like, started uploading clips for me in 2014. Because, again, I told you he has this, like, insane library of mm-hmm. everything. I mean, everything. Anything you can think of that's, like, good, you know? Right. He has, like, that he all teaches his students. Everything. He has everything. Uh-huh. And he started uploading episodes in 2014 when I started listening. So I started listening sort of backwards and forwards. Like, listening from 2014 and back and then listening in real time moving forward in 2014 15 16 17 18 and i got i didn't want to go back too far because i didn't want to get to the part where he would disappoint me right you know Mm -hmm. so listen so but moving forward i was like i would have to ask michael like what is this joke what is this in reference to what is this what is this but it has he has the same nature comedically that 
I have at least, which is like, if I think something's funny, a weird clip, I'm going to watch it many times. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so, without even being a fan of Stern years ago, I was obsessed with that YouTube video of Ringo Starr. You guys know that video? Well, no. It's amazing. Wait, him asking his fans to... Not to send him stuff. Yes, yes, yeah, There's a video yeah. where he's like looking in the camera. Yes. He's like zooming, <laughs> clearly zooming out on like a remote control or something or somebody's doing it for him. It's really like slapdash. He like just makes it on a whim, shoots it once and just uploads it. And he's like, he's like, I'm warned. He's like, please, after the 21st of October, do not send <laughs> any fan mail to any address you might have nothing will be signed everything will be tossed if it has a name on it it will be tossed in the garbage thank you peace and love peace and love he keeps saying <laughs> peace, peace and, and love, love peace and love and they play it in full all the time they play clips of it they play a drop <laughs> of, of ringo saying peace and love <laughs> and it is the f- it is the funniest it's wow. the funniest thing and it's like of course howard's obsessed with this wow right, that right. was like a joke around the funnier die offices like peace and love. then we marched and Pat O'Brien, they would do like ring that quote all the time. I had no idea. It's an amazing piece of like pop culture history. Is this an aged beetle Beetle. asking people? And he's exasperated. Yes. He says, like, like, please, 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 please don't send me anything. He goes, I have no, he says, I don't, what does he say? I have no time. He's like, I don't have the time. I'm too busy. (laughs) It's like, busy with what? Why are you so mad? Like, also, or do you Truly. filter your own fan mail? You're right. of, you're in the biggest band of all time, yeah, and, and getting to it. a Jeez. point where it's like the smartest thing for me to do right now would be to make a video, right. telling people to stop. Please stop. <laughs> That's like the um, and, they'll, and they'll do it. They'll of stop. Yeah. It's like the Johnny Depp and what was her name? Uh, oh, yeah. Amber Heard. Amber Heard um, apologizing. Declare for everything when you enter. Yeah, so declare, declare everything when <laughs> you declare. enter Australia. <laughs> But them <laughs> apologizing for not declaring their dogs when they went to Australia so and making weird. a weird like hotel room YouTube webcam video. So strange. It's yeah. like, you want us to be in on this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Like, is this the, the best way to do this? The other thing I want to explain is Robin. Right. I'm desperate to know what's going on with Robin. Yeah. So Robin, her deal is that she was like, she came from like a real, like a horrible childhood. Oh, her, no. her father would like, a sexually assault her a oh, lot. Geez. Her mother was really abusive physically and verbally. <clears throat> it was just a terrible childhood. Terrible. So she went into, I think she went into like, she went to college and then she went to nursing school and then she was in the army, in the air force. Wow. So she has this like, and then went to broadcasting school and then became a newswoman. And so she has this really kind of like interesting trajectory and was just paired up with Howard in like, I guess 81 or something at a radio station just paired up by a female program director who was like, Hmm, there's no like men, man and woman teams in radio you guys might like each other. And they just hit it off immediately. And she, the thing about her is that she was surprisingly vulnerable because she was a newswoman delivering the news in that cadence. But then Howard started asking her like personal questions and she answered them. Wow. And that was the beginning of this friendship. Wow. And so she is on the show and like, I remember like, she gets shit because people will be like, even, I think like Jamie Foxx called her like the house N-word by saying that like, that's what he called her and said like, she just sits there and laughs for Massa, you know? Right. And Robin has always been like, fuck you. Like, that is not who I am. That's not what I do. I have a nervous laugh, but like, that's part of my personality. Right. I don't just do it on the radio. It's yeah. like, it's what I do. And people are, people always shit on her for just like laughing, but that is who she is. Yeah. And so in a way 
she's she was sort of started as like the straight man of the show of like the reasonable woman but the genius of robin and the the magic of robin is that she happens to be crazier than everybody involved on the show wow because she is this in, intensely super self-serious um a, a curi- intellectually curious person who has a lot of money she's not married and she doesn't have any kids mm-hmm. so she spends all this money and time doing like spiritual dives and self you know self healing mm-hmm. workshops and stuff like that and so the duality of her is that she can be on this show and it can be silly and they can be talking about farts and duty and like Howard's talking about like what the kind of duty he took last night and it's like <laughs> so gross and silly and Robin can like engage him on it but then they will literally bring up how she's friends with you know concerto pianists right and she's into art and she's in these like landmark classes which are like which is like that parent yeah. sort of like a culty uh, yeah. yeah and she's very self-serious in her own life and it's such a funny disp- uh, uh, um, juxtaposition yeah. with the show and they make fun of her for it, but she's a good sport about it. Right. But she, but like the funniest thing I think that I think that ever happened with Robin was in 2011, maybe 2012, she went on what she called a fact finding mission to Guatemala. Wow. Because she wanted to, I don't even know what she wanted to do, but she always would take, take these trips and Howard would would berate her for going on trips and <laughs> berate her. Yeah, he's like, going. "Why do you want to travel? Just do what I do and like don't go anywhere." Yeah. Does he not travel? He's a hermit. Interesting. He just he like to do anything. He likes to work and go home and yes. be done. He right. openly talks about it being completely a hermit, a shut-in. He doesn't want to do anything except paint, play oh, chess, wow. and yeah. and and be with the cats and his wife. I mean, if you have a nice enough home, that sounds. He has a nice, nice enough homes. Nice homes. Enough homes. <laughs> yeah. But she went on this fact-finding mission and film some of it and when they brought it back to the show howard just replay is like playing it and just interviewing robin about her trip and is hysterical laughing making fun of this stuff that he would never do right and there's video of her like eating this like guatemalan gruel you know and mm-hmm. he's like what he's and they're just like making fun of everything <laughs> that she did and she's laughing about oh it my god she this knows. sounds like gil gil ozeri always berates me for constantly leaving town and like <laughs> it reminds me of a couple of of jewish friends that i have yes, yes. there is like a jewishness there or something of, of the, howard or is robin howard, howard. Jewish? yeah yeah, oh, oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, culturally, yeah. but seems, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Is he religious or no, no, no? no but he's but, just like so. But Jew-y. he is Jewish. He's Jewish. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I, um, I think I go back and forth with this because it does sound really fascinating. But that idea of like he sounds like everything is up for grabs in terms of like questioning it and making fun of it. Yeah, and I, I enjoy that because the world is a strange place. But then there are other times where I'm like, ah, just leave it alone. Like, just let people be right you know, like yeah. i feel bad sometimes when you know just like regular things are made fun of yeah you yeah know, like I and i i had that issue with tim and eric sometimes too i think mm-hmm. my least favorite parts were the the james qual and the um david liebehart really stuff they made you uncomfortable sometimes i'm just like you guys are so f- like tim and eric are so funny yeah like that the best things were the the fake ads and like the the characters that they they did or their stuff mm-hmm. like why do why does this have to happen too but then other times i'm like but this is part of the show and this is i will say that like with the characters that they talked to, like the whack packers 
it is all voluntary. Right. And so it never feels exploitative because these people do not have to do, no one is in any way forcing them to do any of this stuff. Right. In fact, they like happen to somehow like make money or even get like Amazon lists. Mm. And they're like part of this show. It's this weird thing where they have like a purpose. It's, it's very strange, you know? Right. Um, but the Robin thing is incredible because yes, he's like, he's like busting her balls about this trip and then the, the the sort of beautiful baby that came out of the whole thing is that Fred found a Fred played a Guatemalan dirge like this <laughs> this horrible music that's like a loud it's like loud it's all horns it's all like a minor key it's terrible and that became Robin's music uh-huh. <laughs> and what Robin, before that Robin's music used to be this like very serious it sounded like a serious like um I don't even know how you de- how you describe it. This like twinkly sort of um, serious docu series music That's that really was actually funny. the music from her audiobook that oh, they would wow. take and play to like bust her balls <laughs> and and subvert her when she starts getting like high and high and mighty about things and right. being super opinionated. Right. And now it's this Guatemalan dirge that they play every single day whenever she gets like <laughs> you know snooty about something mm-hmm. and to un- to undercut her. And then also, like she's the the way the show ends is always with her delivering news. Really, and she still does news. Yeah, so she curates like what she wants to talk about news wise, and her music it starts with a parody song that is written by countless numbers of fans who will write <laughs> these things. Uh-huh. That's always just about like it's the most like rancid graphic sex songs about her oh, that are so Jesus. they're so sexual that they're ridiculous right right and it's just is this way for robin to be like great another song about like my titties yeah my big brown titties or whatever uh-huh. but it, it's uh-huh. so neutered that that's right. why it's funny and she's and she, she just like is like fine whatever you know um and then the news is then it starts with that guatemalan dirge underneath her <laughs> but like fred will often like blast it so you can't even hear her it's this i can't even God describe this like relationship right. but like it's this it's, it it's feels a, very siblingy to me and it, it also is, yeah. it really is very sibling yeah. it's it very much so like yeah. a almost seems like its own sitcom like yeah. you know people tune into sitcoms because they love the characters and they just want to see them having a good old time sort I, of again i've never i don't know what else it reminds me of besides like a it's like it, a sitcom is almost too narrow. It's too chronological. Right, right, right. right. It's like this all is... over the place with references from 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. That like you have to listen long enough to even understand. Yeah. And it's just, it's biz- it's a bizarre medium where also it's not perfect. There are definitely times when I'm like, I'm not interested in this and I'll fast forward through. Okay. If it's like a weird sex thing, which is not often, but like they'll be like, we found this weird porn with, you know, m- mommy mommy and son porn it's so gross it's so weird so they play a clip from it and i'm like i don't want like this grosses me out so i'll skip over it Mm -hmm. but his interviews also out of nowhere have become astoundingly good wow he has somehow and i don't know when or why it happened but he started becoming an incredible interviewer not just because they do they do like intense research and find out real things but because he manages to get people to actually be at ease and talk to him. And it's not even like they'll, they'll say things that become news because they're just talking naturally. Wow. Right. As opposed to say what you would see on like a late night show or something, which it's is so like almost scripted because scripted. you're like, these are the questions. Yep. What do you want to talk about? You have to get to this and yep. you have seven minutes to it's do it. It's so not that. Yeah. To the point that I'll, there'll be guests on that. I'm like, I don't care. Like Gwyneth Paltrow will be on. I'm like, I don't care. 
he managed to make Gwyneth Paltrow really interesting. <laughs> Clay Aiken, really interesting. Wow. Dana, I mean, Dana Carvey is like, you know, very funny, but like he gets like the meat and bones of Dana Carvey, not just like Dana Carvey's impression. an interesting guy. I <coughs> just saw him perform a uh, stand up recently. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. We saw, yeah. I, I, did I mention it on the show? Maybe, but we ended up sort of, we were going to go see him semi ironically of exactly. like Dana Carvey. Like this is crazy. Right. It's he like was, a $15 ticket. It was, it was in Toluca Lake. He was, he wow, was wow, testing wow. material <laughs> in Toluca Lake. And I was like, boy, this will be like interesting. And not only was he excellent, yes. he was great. But he did a few things started to kind of peek through of like, oh, this guy's an interesting guy. He did casually mention that he watches 2001 A Space Odyssey three times a year. Wow. And that he's he like, brings, yeah, he's obsessed he's, with like evolution yes. and yeah, like not eccentric. Interesting. Yeah. 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 That's true. Right. It's not it's not really crazy. But he bring uh, Howard brings out like the interesting and like real nuts and bolts of people that you wouldn't hear otherwise he makes i'm not kidding like he made katherine heigl an interesting interview wow mm-hmm. and it's and it's fascinating because yeah, i that can't never, imagine listening to a Hathri- exactly. Catherine exactly N- nor could i and then i did but like <laughs> he only started doing these like l- like long form interviews years ago, not like i feel like in the past like five six seven years and when he has like a band on he it's he like he get, he's so into the music that it becomes insanely interesting like but he'll also have on people who are like very uh, not well known at all there's this musician named brandy carlisle do you guys know her no she's like very I don't know. under yeah. the kind of like under the radar i mean she's a singer songwriter and i heard her do a song on she was on kimmel and i like turned on Kimmel to watch something else and she was performing and I'd never heard her before and her performance like blew me away. Oh, mm. nice. And then Howard was like, we're going to have Brandy Carlisle on because Jimmy Kimmel suggested I listen to her. I love her. And now we're going to have her on. And she was on. And it's like, when, when, in what other place or time would I imagine these like straight truckers potentially the truckers that guys that drive truck and listen to howard stern listen to brandy carlisle yeah like Mm -hmm. incredibly talented bluesy folksy lesbian like hard scrabble been like working in this industry as long as she could is now break just breaking out now her albums in starbucks now like she's finally hitting that that peak right it's like these truckers will call in and be like i had to pull over because i'm crying like oh my god it's that's why the show is so fascinating to me it it does all these things and checks off all these boxes and reaches all different types of people in a way that isn't as simple as I thought it was when I was like your age when right. we were kids yeah. and thought like this is gross. Yeah. It's so layered, it's so rich in jokes. Right. It's and again, it goes from literally Howard talking about his duty and talking about baby wipes and squatty potty and talking about his duty <laughs> super seriously to him talking very fervently about like politics wow and like sex crimes and it's so weird that it can that the pendulum can swing so far yeah and it almost seems like you're kind of taught that that's never that shouldn't be the case Should not for be a the show case. or something it's like you don't talk about certain things with certain people and it, right. and the idea that maybe when he was younger and like pushing boundaries he got attention from exactly. a wide swath of people and now has yeah. their attention and people were like what he's doing is gross and he, they were probably right i don't think it was subversive then it was, it may, no. maybe was just gross. It was, I think just, it was gross. just gross, which is why as kids we were like, ew. Yeah. Now, if he ever does that kind of thing, it's very much subversive and 
does not feel exploitative. That sounds amazing. In the least. And, and like I would say if it were, but it never does, which is why it's not uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. He does like prank calls too, or do they do prank calls? Prank calls, calls are amazing. Like Really? So amazing. prank calls. I go back and forth with prank calls too because I, I have that feeling of like, this is really funny, and then also there's that feeling of like... I can tell you why like, the prank calls are amazing, though, and not okay. like the Jerky Boys or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's why I associate him with the Jerky Boys. Exactly. Because it feels like this is a New York thing in the mid-90s is when, yes. for me, hearing me about too. it. A disrespectful that, of, like, uh, you know, everyday hard workers, exactly. you know? But the reason that these are funny is not just because the prank calls have to be okayed by the quote-unquote victim for it to get on the air anyway they have Mm -hmm. to be like oh my god i can't believe that happened that's so funny you can put it on the show right but because when they call in half the time they're not calling in with someone on the line doing pranks they're using and i don't know how they do it so quickly and so brilliantly and seamlessly they're using chopped up chopped up isolated things that like for example howard howard did a whole thing talking about how he was at he was with Jimmy Kimmel for the weekend with his family and how Jimmy and his wife's young baby, Jane, he was like, she's probably going to be scared of me because I'm a witch. I look like a monster. I'm terrifying. So he's like, what I did with Jane is what I like to do with little kids, which is sh- I like to sing the name game with them. You know, like Shirley, Shirley, Bo Burley, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about doing the name game and it's like, it's just funny the way he like retells the story and it's just fascinating and beth hates it and he's he's just talking about the name game and then he gets he starts like doing it with like the mu- fred plays the music behind him and he's doing the name game and it's really funny then at some point they took the clips of him talking about the name game cut it up and called <laughs> called people and i guess it was like he called they only called like for what, for the whatever reason that it worked they called like women um and I think they were like, you know, women of color. And they all, he was like, like, they'll call and they'll be like, hello. And he's like, do you want to play the name game? <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? What name game? And he's like, the name game. Like, and they're using, the reason it's so funny is because someone is in real time using right. clips, isolated clips of how we're talking about something completely different. It's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when we used to use those, the like soundboard of Terminator yes. quotes it's or like, soundboard. or kindergarten cop. It's like, it's soundboard. It's yeah. like a soundboard. Yeah, so right. it's like fairly innocent, I guess. In it's the innocent. like, yeah. yeah. And like, he it's talks, automated. He talks like at a lot about, he's so obsessed with like food and weight, his weight. So obsessed with weight in a way that's clearly unhealthy. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that's another East Coast thing. Yes, East Coast Jewish. Obsession with weight and yeah, and he how people look. Yeah, and and himself like he's he's it's it's like that's like clearly like a um you know a a serious problem. Yeah, a problem of his. (laughs) Um, but he talks. I guess at some point he was talking. He talks about like his dinner where he's like, I eat at 4 p.m. like an uh, like an old person. And he's like, I like I get the same thing. He's like, I get eggplant parmesan. I, he says, I take the spaghetti and I pour it right in the garbage because I don't need that, you know, to go to my gunt. And he, talk, he gunt? talks about his gunt and oh his cellulite. And it's so funny, but he was just talking about like getting the chicken parmesan, taking the spaghetti, putting it right in the garbage. And for <laughs> dessert, he'll have some grapes. You know, he's just talking about this. And so they cut it up and called a Chinese restaurant and the woman's like, "What spaghetti? What are you talking like?" It, and it and because it's just again clips of his voice from a soundboard, basically. Right. right. 
it becomes so much funnier than if it were actually him right. doing a silly prank called the Jerky Boys. That's yeah, it that's feels less mean. Yeah, less malicious. It's just like him very innocently talking. I think about that's something. where my issues come up with him and like a lot of people, even like Nathan for you, which the clips I've always seen are really funny excruciating but then the, though. yeah yes. and then there are times where i'm like doing it. Oh, i just feel bad for like these so people yeah but oh, on stern at least it's never not on their terms right in a way you know like the whack packers it's always how it's they are choosing to do this they're choosing to call in you know the people that they talk to on the street they're choosing to like participate again sign up yeah. sign up a release to be like a lot because I think they like the fun of it that they were asked this stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. But it never feels, mal- it never really feels malicious. I mean, the one time that I felt like a little gross was, I think it was like you, you heard, um, underdog lady, like going to the mermaid parade and she was like freaking out because you could see she, the way she speaks to, she was like, there are breasts in sight at every direction in the parade and she's got so worked up and she's like there should not Deeply be breasts Catholic. in the sight of children and it's like she sounded so uncomfortable but right. again like she likes to do this no and one's she recording her loves against parades her will. so you're gonna see tits at a parade well she later. doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> like the then I go parade. to parades yeah she's very catholic and repressed oh, and it's like so she's so strange so like, to see someone that uncomfortable it's like oh boy it's it that that yeah. is interesting but but altogether it's like there are so many elements to the show that make it such a fun. There's, you know, it's there's a reason that I don't like skip through it, right? Or that a, a reason that I savor every every moment of four hours, yeah. Because it's all, and again, the, another part of it is like it's four hours long, and he it never feels like it drags. And what is the? Is there like a way that it runs a, a show run every? Every time, like, no, is it like we do this, of it. this segment, this segment, this it segment? It changes. It always changes every day. And on top of that, it's like if a band or a celebrity is coming in for an interview, it's not at a specific time. Like, it's all built differently every day, and it always ends with the news. Wow. And is it always live? Live. Always like live. Like, the interviews, they come in and do it. Always live. While they're on. Nothing is ahead of time except these, like, remote pieces. Wow. And do they edit the interviews at all? or ma- No. They, wow. Isn't that crazy? That yeah. That is crazy. Like, they'll take raw stuff and then replay it on a, one of the serious channels all day. And it's not edited. It's not cleaned up. It's just happening in real time. So you're a serious XM subscriber for Howard Stern? Yes. And that's what most people do it for right yeah i think that when they when he said he says that that when the they coffee went shop in, station you gotta yeah, have exactly. the coffee shop station oh, i think I when he went in <laughs> to serious like an 05 or something they were at like a couple million maybe subscribers and now they're at like 30 million oh my like, god was the last time you heard of like a company like a satellite radio company balloon over 15 years not only balloon and, and get bigger but get bigger on that kind of scale that's yeah. gotta be uh, because of him not because yeah. of like Mixed, you could listen to Spotify anywhere you go. Yeah, How much does Sirius cost? I think it's like uh, eight bucks a month or something. Wow. That's not bad. It's like a Netflix. Yeah, I think so. And But like, again, it's like, if I were only, if I were, if I were, if I were paying for um, um, Stern and it was like, okay, I'd probably be like a chump. It's like, what are you wasting your money for? But I feel like I'm getting every penny in that, in those $8. Yeah. 
as a fan and someone who listens to a lot of it i mean you're listening to to all of it do you think donald trump likes howard stern so the thing with trump and stern is that trump has been on the show many times right it seems like great for him it was great for him he would be attracted to always said like when people were like if you had him on your show when when that started becoming like in fashion right he was like yeah, he was a great guest. He says, I cannot believe the things that came out of his mouth. You really can't get anything out of him as long as you keep buttering. That's exactly what he says. He's buns. like, I can't believe that Trump would come on the show, talk about his daughter. Yes. I can't believe the way he would talk about women. He would rate women by number. And Stern says, I, he'll say now, I can't believe that he would say those things. Right. Which is what made him a great guest. However, I we are, we ha- we are somewhat friendly, not very close. But I'm not voting for him, and he knows I'm not voting for him. Wow. And so subsequently, it's been a little tense because he doesn't come out against Trump in a way that you'd want him to. Right. And Sarah Silverman called him on it. Hillary. And was like, You're pre- was like, you were pro-Hillary. Like, how can you like not shit talk what's going on? How can you not be honest and truthful about it the way you are about everything else and he was like i am honest and truthful about it and she was basically like yeah but not enough right you're not coming out enough against all the craziness right and he's like i I, and he he it kind of backed him into a corner to force him to say like yeah i'm not because i don't feel comfortable just shitting on just shitting on Donald Trump. I don't think that's like really evo- you know, evocative, uh, provocative to listen to. Right. But it was an interesting point that I agree with her with where I was like, where I'm just like, God, I wish he would come out more and like, he'll point out what's going on and what's, and, and will, uh, you know, admit off uh, every now and then to be, to be saying, to saying, excuse me, that he's so like dismayed and disheartened and confused by what the fuck is going on in the right. world. But he doesn't want to like make that the crux of the show, which I guess I can understand. Yeah, sure. well, and also at this point, like I would be refreshed to listen to something that isn't constantly commenting. I think so too. I mean, I I think so too. But as somebody who, <sighs> ha- because he had him on the show, <laughs> and because I think he went to the wedding or something or vice versa, uh, I feel like I I still would like to hear more. Tr- I would like to hear some more Trump bashing. Yeah, I'd love sure. to hear. Yeah, just but an like ounce the, more. You always want to hear. Some like rich white guy yes, yes. come out against Trump. Exactly. It makes you feel like, oh, thank God, you're with us. Yes. Feels like a lot, of, not enough of the big wigs. Bill Belichick, does he do that? Uh, the the Patriots coach. Yeah, is it him or or is it? I think they're pro Trump. There's a different coach. That is a, oh uh, well. There's Greg Popovich, yes, the Popovich. Spurs coach, and Steve I Kerr. My dad loves Howie. Popovich. Greg Popovich yes. is amazing. My dad's love always that. sending us Popovich. And quotes. Steve Kerr is the Warriors coach. Yes. That, and he. I think worked under Greg Popovich. So. They're they're great. I love hearing yeah, it's that. Pre- the NBA is really really great right now. Pretty amazing. It's unbelievable that like because Sweethearts. they talk about I'm I'm really into it. Um, and they talk about you know there's always the LeBron James and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. comparisons, and it's like LeBron never be Michael Jordan, and it's like you know what though Michael Jordan never once spoke up for anything. Right. He's in it for him. Yep. He like great. He the guy's a winner and he's amazing at basketball, but it's pretty cool that LeBron James has like talked about stuff. Yeah. Right. And that's pretty a big great. deal. It's yeah. a huge huge shift and it they all is. do you know like kevin durant and yeah. steph curry and, and talks a lot, has talked a lot about Ka- kaepernick and is like he should absolutely you know he's very pro kaepernick he's like it, and pro like the press and pro new york times he loves the times wow and gets a lot of shit from listeners who call in and they're like he should stand for the you know he should stand and salute the flag 
And Howard's like, why should he stand and salute the flag? He's felt like he's on the end of police brutality, and also th- he has the um, the right to not say. Right. He's like, why, why should we do what everybody says we should do if we don't feel, you know? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's so real. It's yeah. yeah, it's just like an Correct. honest answer, even though it's like, I get it from a lot of people that say don't like it because it's scary. Yeah, but it's also like, why not? Like for one, also, you know, he used to sit. He didn't He didn't kneel. Yep. And a, a veteran helped him come up with the idea to kneel as a right. way to still honor people. Yes. yes. And also there were times, I don't know the specifics, but that Jackie Robinson didn't stand for the national anthem. Right. And everybody has this like whitewashed history of, of Jackie course, Robinson. Of and he's like, oh, you got to be like Jackie. Jackie was always the best. Yeah. And he it's respected like, us. Yeah. And it's like he hated things too. And yes. he had like, he had touch. Uh, brushes with um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, um, uh, not socialism, communism. He had brushes with communism. Jackie, you know, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Wow. Because he's interested. Because he's probably like, uh, this, my life sucks and it yeah. shouldn't. Like I'm Muhammad curious Ali what else like, is out there. Like Ali, the way he <laughs> yeah. embraced um is Islam. Yeah, you're like, well, this other thing is really bad for me. Yeah, and it hurts me and people that I love. So I'm kind of so curious yeah, about something else. So I'm just gonna try this other thing, and then other people are like, "What's your problem? Right? How dare you?" And you're like, "Okay, this is also a reason why I'm trying something else. Why I'm else. trying the other thing. The other thing that like is not acting this way towards me. Oh, the the other thing, and I'll I'll stop talking because I know I can talk about it forever. But the <laughs> other the other thing that has been a real shift in the show is the so howard has this limo driver ronnie his name's ronnie does he not drive um he drives but he says he drives like an old lady and really slowly and so he has a driver it's just more efficient he's a witch he's a witch (laughs) he's also six four yeah he really i feel guilty being like yeah i think he's kind of right when he talks about how ugly he is but that seems so upset but that's so that's that's a little upsetting to me i've never thought he was super hideous but when he did the butt man thing Disgusting. his butt, his butt like really gross. disturbed me, me as a child because it was gross. pale or like something flat. gross yeah. strange Nasty was butt. it was like gray almost it was gross i remember that so I vividly so feel it was bad so gross. for commenting on his body but i know me too I, but he like, talks about he's like when i he's like my poor wife he's like she's such an angel when i <laughs> climb on top of her like a swamp monster no! he's like that poor woman has to like no. get through my he, oh he also talks it. endlessly about his how tiny his dick is oh really geez. yeah he, she she i'm sure she fucking loves it she thinks he's so sexy she loves him and, and he's like the hell she, out yeah she, he's like she feels nothing it's my button penis i'm in for three seconds and <laughs> oh, i'm done brother it's so funny and it's also button. like that to me is so um masculine in a way in that he's like actually being masculine and vulnerable yeah true he's talking about it and so the thing i was going to say is ronnie his limo driver is this real like guido from from queens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however he's jewish which is hilarious he's like have you ever heard of the term jujine no mm-hmm. it's a jewish person that acts italian oh i know many jujines you do well i think I so like i don't i mean you grew up in new jersey and i'm from long dan island black dan black is a total jujine uh-huh. a hundred and a huge stern fan huge stern fan yeah but i have never met any other jujine like that like dan as as extreme as dan never i i'm trying to think of yeah, not 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 quite as much. I I there was a kid that I grew up with that was half Jewish, half Italian that That's, had some Ronnie's full Jew and acts like he's also like pushing 70 and he's he's Howard's driver. He's not very bright. He's very um um 
uh, what's the word? I, I'm trying to find the word that you like react, very reactionary, I guess. Right. You know, reacts very quickly. He's very hot headed. And he has, you know, the <laughs> accent, he has everything. He's like, and he's tiny. He's like 5'7, and Howard is 6'4. <laughs> and Ronnie also, quote, does security for Howard. It's, <laughs> it's a whole thing. And it's been, it's like become a bit. It's like a bit. And in the last few years, Ronnie has become the most beloved character on the show, for better or worse. Um, and it loves the spotlight and does like, like sort of like satellite shows where it's like Ronnie's block party, which Howard hates <laughs> that Ronnie tries to make money doing shtick. Oh my God. And it's a whole thing. But Ronnie is this super, super masculine, like, you know, Guido from Queens who drives Howard around his hot headed, you know, and he's engaged, although he says he's, he it makes it very clear that he doesn't want to get married, but he's engaged <laughs> to this girl, Stephanie, who is 34. Engaged. Engaged. What? Yes. And it is a, it's bizarre because his whole thing is he's he has the he ha- tries to act like he's in his early 20s. He goes to strip clubs, he goes to Vegas. He's they have clips of him screaming and screaming about whores and sex and fucking like he's so filthy whores. and so masculine uh-huh. and so such a like a doofus. And then recently he he kind of let it slip that he's been pegged. Whoa! And his whole thing on the show is he talks. He's always doing like sex tips, and they record him like giving these disgusting like (laughs) sex tips that don't even make sense. His thirty-four-year-old fiance pegged him, and was it her idea or his? He was so he let it slip that he was pegged, and he's like, "So what? Who fucking cares? I got pegged." And Howard's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like, like it became a a huge topic. Yeah, and he did not back down from being like, "A girlfriend did it to me years ago, and I liked it." And he's like, "I got my prostate milk. What's the big deal?" Right. And it became a huge topic on the show, which I then thought was so incredible because it's this moment where it's like on this show that is an the apex of like straight masculinity. Yeah. One of the characters who's so straight and so masculine admitted to getting pegged and talked about it f- wholeheartedly yeah. without any apologies. <laughs> and, and then yeah, it became, it. it defended it, talked about it. Howard could not wrap his head around it. And they were like, <laughs> Ronnie, that's like, that's gay. And he's like, it's not fucking gay. I didn't hook up with a man. I had a beautiful girlfriend peg me with a dildo. It's not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> and it's become this fucking myth, like lore and mythology wow. on the show to the point that. They recently did an episode with, they did a lie detector test with every guy who works on the show to see if they've had a dildo or anything in their ass or they've thought about it. And almost all of them failed. Wow. And they wouldn't even admit to what they did or if they'd had anything or thought they about it. They just failed. They just failed. And, or, or maybe they'd admit to it when they were pushed into a corner. Right. <clears throat> but it was like, this is incredible because this in and of itself, is sort of a toppling of the patriarchy. It is. Even though it feels a little bit like we're going to fucking pressure you to admit that you liked gay stuff. Yep. It's it's almost like a scary middle school but like thing. Which it, but yeah. then when when it's these like very secure straight guys that have worn the mask their entire lives and would never admit to something like that, it's different. And, and it's also like he's a guy that pushes, but you know, it's like nobody's safe kind of thing. Well, that not just that, not only nobody's safe, but because Howard also took the test and passed, but mm. not not only that, but they don't make it. It could be a scary middle school thing, and if it were as a gay guy, I'd want to turn it off. Right. But they don't. They the whole show is very pro gay. Right. There's no. The last time they said like fag was when Artie Lang was on the show, and 
that was like in 2008 and that's kind of when I don't want to listen back any further yeah because he was more he threw around that word much more often I think we all did yeah I mean unfortunately and Howard it was a very recent thing you know for everyone to be like oh my god that is unacceptable yeah I said it through college oh yeah I mean it was like Howard doesn't say it I mean he'd never want to say it you know and ultimately the show is very pro-gay like there's I'm friends with two of the gay writers on the show who are a big part of the show and their sexuality is is talked about in such a unapologetically unapologetic way where it's like this is how it is there's no it's not fetishy it's not different it's not freaky it's just the way that it is right and that is so important they address it the way they would any other person even for someone like me I feel like I have um, questions and curiosities sure. about certainly gay culture and that sometimes you feel bad asking and so it's kind of nice that you have this guy at the top Howard Stern yeah. who has like had decades of like I'm the guy that asks the questions yes. and that then he can allow that to kind of um, uh, what's it called be pervasive in the yeah. uh, mainstream culture well they've and they've got this one writer Chris Chris Wilding he does like voices mm-hmm. and he's a you know writing but he does like voices too and prank calls and he's so funny and he's gay and he he Chris went head to head with Ronnie on the air to be like you're bi and Ronnie's like, I'm not fucking bi. And he's like, I got no problem with bisexuality. I got no problem with gays. I love gay people, but I'm not bi. And it was like this hilarious fight because Chris is in his like mid-20s. Ronnie's pushing 70, and they're fighting <laughs> over Ronnie getting a dildo in his ass. Oh, yeah. And great. Chris is gay. Yeah. Right? And it's like, Chris is kind of bullying Ronnie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, what a, what a brilliantly is crazy. Like, accessible yeah. way to talk about sexual politics of all things. That's interesting. Yeah, that I, I remember learning about Italian culture that it's uh, considered gay to eat out a woman. Mm. That was to, in like, uh, The Sopranos. Yes, mm. to orally pleasure a woman. Yes. And it's like very, well, very frowned all upon. all those guys, by the way, get manicures, pedicures. Exactly. Right. Wax yes. their eyebrows. Exactly. That's what, Alana, that's what my sister and I grew up around where we'd be like, Wait, <laughs> yeah. I would have to, I would literally fear someone calling me a faggot, right? Like a Guido-y guy calling me a faggot for liking guys, right? And yet these guys literally would would like also brag about like getting their wearing balls jewelry, waxed, right. getting, yeah, wearing jewels, jewelry, yeah. getting their nails Golden done, jewels. Yeah, it always was like my uh, my sister was <laughs> Alana. I'll never forget. Was like, hold on. She's like, these guys are fags. What? My sister was like. These guys are the facts. Yes, yes. They yeah, are. which is probably. I mean, it's always like that, right? It's like I'm the person you. who they it. won't eat out a fucking woman. Exactly, that is the gayest thing I know gayest of. Gayest thing that in the world. That is how you know someone's gay when they're like, no, I'm I will disgusted. not do that. Yeah. Crazy. Yes, we. It's cr- it's um it's so bizarre. It's like, and I don't know if it was if it was that as Italian as where I was where you grew up. Yeah, mine was so uh-huh. Italian that it was like that hyper focus on masculinity. That made me as a closeted guy scared even more. But it's like, wait, this is topsy turvy because yeah. that thinking of like, I don't need a woman. I don't need out a woman. That's that's gay. Mm-hmm. It's like, what planet are you on? Yeah, yeah that you're so uncomfortable. That you're so uncomfortable that you can't even be near it. I can't even be near a gay I can't man. Even be near it. I don't want the proximity of a I gay man. I still don't get it. I really can't do the mental gymnastics that gets you to that gets you to the fact that 
that putting your face in a woman's vagina as a man is gay. Where and, is it? And by the way, Howard and and especially Ronnie on Stern talk about like when when Ronnie talks about getting the dildo in his ass yes. very proudly and openly. Right. He says it's not. He he will say. I mean, again, he's not bright, but he's like, she liked it. I liked it. She liked it. She seemed to enjoy it. That's why I did it. Aww. Right. And like that is so like part sweet. of why it, it's like weirdly touching. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like. I'm doing stuff for her too because I want to make her happy. Yeah, part of it is making part a lot. And big I part love of it. Her happy. And it's mutual. And therefore, why is it gay? Very, there's just very. Yeah. Res- it's it's even though you hear <clears throat> hear him like at strip clubs and shit, he's also incredibly responsible and respectful of women. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's because you'd never think that. Like mm-hmm. until I listen to the show, I would never in a million years Imagine. think that this is a place where I could go to hear like. You know, straight white men talking sensitively about women, yeah. right? And like pleasing women first, like that's mind blowing. Wow. And have has this show opened you up to any other shows, or is it all nope. like nope? I mean, right? Because it, it, I mean, it's a one of a kind. That's yeah, right. Thing. If there were the something other... else like it, I guess I would be interested. But like, I have no interest in like Bubba the Lump Sponge or like Ugh. Mike and. Mike and the Mad Dog. I, well, I, that's I, the thing that's crazy know. is it, it, same again. It's that weird. Um, it's not a stereotype, but just like lumping Howard Stern in with these like uh, shock jocks. Yes, and it almost seems like Howard, from well, what you're the saying, original. is the original and is genuine. Everybody, whereas is everything a else is the carbon copy. Everybody and loses what is good about him which is that he is has a purpose is honest about certain things and to them it's like no it's fart noises and like they literally mm-hmm. took yelling what he did naked chicks bastardized it made right. like terrible prank jokes terrible fart noises and it's and the industry moved and shifted because of him and did a poor job of, yeah, of copying which is it. usually what happens oh, a, and so when he's ego egomaniacal about himself or says like i'm the greatest broadcaster in the world he knows it's funny to say it but he's also not wrong right because everybody else has tried to copy him yeah the one thing that he has introduced me to is he had this guy on a couple times named jason ellis who's like a i guess he was some sort of like wrestling skating type of like extreme sport dude and he's been on the show a couple times and has his own show on Sirius. And he is bi. And this guy is tattooed head to toe, is married, has been married several times to women, has children, and on the show openly talks about wow. wanting to fuck dudes, getting fucked by dudes, <gasps> and is like, I have no problem talking about that. That's wow. incredible. And to me, as a gay guy who feels very much like an outlier, I am truly so deeply furious that the gay world has no interest in, in promoting him oh yes well no that's uh, what I mean. no <laughs> that, but that's what i mean yes. in promoting this guy who is bi- who is bisexual right. they will not claim him as their own because no. he's not like, all the way he's committed he's the one to put to put on a pedestal yeah. he's a guy who is confident who loves his wife who has children but also says i have sex with men my wife knows she likes it which i she think is the coolest thing the on coolest earth the coolest thing in the world yeah and when he's on stern howard's like wow that's crazy and he's like it's really not howard it's really not that crazy right but no one ever but he's still for better or worse this like really tough guy yeah he's fucking like Rep, it's like, not that crazy howard it's, it's not that oh, crazy that's so cool and i'm like the like that to me is like part of what drives me crazy about the show is that like people would be surprised if they knew 
the like what could be unearthed if they listen to the show. Mm-hmm. But and they'll always they'll always do like man on, man on the street things to be like who would you rather sleep with like you know Osama bin Laden or Howard Stern and people are always women are always like oh Osama bin Laden like it's always people they they did that with like the Boston bomber uh-huh. and these women are like oh the Boston bomber Howard is hideous and he's a monster he's a monster and he so they sad. have to play it and Howard's like god what do people think of me and i think the idea is that the world still thinks of him what you and i thought as of that him. nasty man as, and and there's been no way to sort of like really get the message out there that yeah. he's this evolved except for this podcast i hope so until now it's crazy but there's so he's such a he's a he's a true feminist wow mm-hmm. and like a, a evolved liberal guy who's Jesus. not perfect i mean yes I, yeah but yeah but it's he's an he's astoundingly surprising in how he who he is and the sh- and made this show this bizarre like thirty year te- like lasagna of layers of layers yeah. of layers of you know regat basically <laughs> of delicious regat in New Jersey and Long Island you would be made fun of I feel like if For you say ricotta? yes yes which is so which crazy is because how they fucking say it in Italy yeah yes. that's that's the craziest <laughs> part Rigot. is that in Italy they say like ricotta yes. like it's the most yes um, you really enunciated the APA yes. at the end and there it's regot and it's like Mozzarella. I'm Italian or regot Yes. Yeah, and it's just like you're a made up like you're barely anything. Like it's no <laughs> other Italian in the world sounds like you. It's so you're it's barely anything. it is such a weird it was such a weird youth yeah. and to leave even just for college. I was just at NYU in the city, but yeah. even just that was like a culture shock to not yeah, I be agree. In like, surrounded. I'm surrounded by like cheese balls. Wait, yeah, at no, what I, point? I think so, I thought so too. At what point in your life did Alana say, "Wait, they're the fags about Italian we were, men"? I think it was like not too long after I'd come out. Right. Maybe like college for me, and oh I was my just God. like, I can't believe it because we'd look around. And these guys in like <sighs> Smithtown were like had like literally the shaved heads, pinky tweezed rings, eyebrowed pinky yeah, rings, yeah. N- necklaces, right, manicures, <laughs> pedicures, juicy like smell juicy couture jumpsuits, right? Yeah. Smell, well, no, they smell like trash. Smell horrible, horrible. but covered Axe. in scents. Yeah, covered, covered in scents. Covered in. Yeah. I even ugh, this is so gross, but I like remember hooking up with a guy there who was you know full you know very Guido-y and like he shaved everything. And I was like, oh okay, like. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. but he also had disgusting colognes, a yeah. waterbed. <laughs> wow! And his wall decorations were, drum roll please, Abercrombie and Fitch bags. Oh my! Bags that he tacked <gasps> that to the wall. That sounds like something a seventh grader would do. Yeah, exactly. I Thus, Long Island. Oh. Yes, yeah, 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 this, yeah, this, this <laughs> perpetual adolescence where it's like, so of course sad. I shave my balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't want the damn hairs over there. I don't want the damn my balls. Disgusting. Thing. It's like so it's gross, dirty. like the su- like so prickly. Then oh. yeah. so you have to do it like every day. Itchy. If you- I swear to you, I, still, I like n- will never forget. Like like I have the sense memory of sitting in chemistry class in seventh or eighth grade, and this kid Keith was bra- who looked like Jafar, like he looked like <laughs> an Italian Jafar, was like, I sh- guys, I shaved my balls. Oh, it feels so good. I shaved my balls. I put it does not feel good. You medicated lose powder it was on them. Cool. Yes, I remember gold hear- bond. Yeah, yeah, gold. I remember hearing about this also around that time. Oh, People wow. gold like, bond? I shaved my balls and gold bond and like and you were not like, tiger uh-huh. bomb, but no, not tiger bomb because Yikes. that would kill. That would hurt. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, like gold bond medicated on your balls. powder. Yeah. Kids are so disgusting. Yeah. But also that level of like a kid who's a Guido and mm-hmm. like like lathering himself up in like 
bombs like yes. a cold man bombs. like powder gross and the baby it's a, it's for baby and like old people so yeah. their like skin doesn't powder. chafe it's so weird it's so yes funny. i know and that and it's like if you don't do that you're the weird one. Oh, and by the way howard is from long island mm. but he has a unique exist uh, ex, uh, ex, experience in that his he was raised in roosevelt which is a mostly black area or it was white and then black families came in so there was a white exodus Flight, yeah but howard's parents are so um kind of uh, um, staunchly liberal that his mother was like we're not going anywhere wow. we're staying in roosevelt and we will be friends and brothers and sisters with 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 the blacks right and howard would beg them to let him leave because they all beat him up at school no! oh god and they hated him and he had a sort of tortured existence right but his, but that was his long island experience growing oh. up among all black kids who they really tried to stay and but his parents too also they have like a strange like his mother is his parents are like so provincial and like so long island but also are really into tm oh wow transcendental meditation and howard's huge into tm wow there's a lot of like very famous successful people that hugely famous jerry seinfeld oh seinfeld david david lynch is the the biggest yep um proponent he talks about tm a decent amount interesting yeah wow i just hate the idea for that that it's like we should maybe have someone come TM? talk about that it. You have to pay. TM, but it's you have to. It's like a huge. I'm fee annoyed with that. What I did like is I, I looked up a mantra online and I used that, <laughs> and I don't feel bad about some man but is giving it, me the please. fucking mantra. Oh but God. is it like you can practice it on your own? There's yeah. like no reason not to. And that's all it is. I heard Rosie O'Donnell well, explaining it once. Being in a yeah. room with people uh, apparently does something, which I understand. Sure, I but guess. like I'm still like guys. No, I'm I heard gonna. Rosie talking about it once, and she was like. Because she does TM too. And she was like, it's like this. You picture a leaf on a log. And the log leg <laughs> is rolling down the river. And the leaf walks, washes away because you're thinking of something else. You go back. The leaf is back on the log. You just keep making sure the leaf is on the log. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's TM. Okay. <laughs> just make sure the leaf is on the log. Cool. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like meditation mixed with hypnotism. Yes. From what I have experienced. But anyway. I've been to like sound baths and stuff and felt nothing. I've fallen asleep. But like <laughs> I've never felt any like you know tr- tr- uh, trans transport transportative experience yeah like, yeah, yeah it's I, just like usually relaxing well kelly had a, a pretty crazy one at a uh what was it the um a crazy one at the where you don't feel anything sensory deprivation tank. oh that feels cr- that sounds very it creepy is good kelly i liked it i felt nothing and got bored and like that's felt what weird i think i would i've too. been a couple times and i was one of those people that i thought i would run screaming and like punch a hole through it you know with my body because i would be so scared yeah but what happened was i loved it like i settled into a very positive mindset in a in a in the darkness in the darkness, in the darkness and, and it, it was like a saline transform- solution yeah gently so floating in this has happened twice where i've just had like a transformative thing where i've come out just like being like i am the world's baby like just wow. very fresh and like sweet to myself there's one near ucla huh. and it's like 40 bucks for two hours i think called uh uh float lab float lab and you're in the dark no sound you're floating no sound you could hear your heartbeat in salt water and that's it. You, the only thing you could really hear is like the blood or like you kind of hear your you're heart. You're nude. And you're just like, yeah, I had to get out. In. When I did it, I had to get out for a little bit because it was getting to be a little too intense. Like just like only hearing my heartbeat. I don't think I could. That's. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Maybe you should give I it a really shot. I really didn't either. 
and it was transformative yes. for Kelly. Yes, I spent the first 20 minutes really panicking uh, negatively and then got into a really great place. Wow. Because yeah. you feel you feel controlless because you can't see anything. Yes. Like you literally you can't see anything. There's nothing. Pitch black. Pure black. No sound. I know. You can get <laughs> out, which is nice, though. You can get out of the tank if you are feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, something that Robin Quivers does is cryotherapy. Oh, yeah. The freezing? Yeah. Dan's ex uh, co worker does that, too. Do you know Joni Marchenko? Have we? Oh, yeah. Ever? I mean, yeah. I don't know her personally. But I think she's, she's so cool. Incredible. Yeah, you should. I would love it. She does cool. cryo. Fuck. Honey, she does cryo. She does cry- She I, used to do cryotherapy, I think, every morning. I know an impression Whoa. of her. <laughs> I know an impression of her. I do an impression of her just based on what Dan's told me. She's yes. like, honey. I mean, that's what I would. Yeah. Oh, honey. Yeah. I just follow her Instagram and she's like, got that intense haircut where she's like, I am a haircut. Tom Petty. Yeah. 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 yeah she kind of looks haircut. like a yeah. chill Tom Petty yeah. older she lesbian. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's a, le- she is an older awesome. lesbian. She's a lesbian, has a partner who is never photographed uh, like on her Instagram. Th- that's a secret. And that her housekeeper um, who she's like best friends Letty. with Love is it. constantly photographed. She basically has like a stern kind of thing yes. going there. <laughs> really does. Her little cast of characters. You know, she gets she's a, uh, addicted to McDonald's. She's Coke. addicted to McDonald's Coca-Cola and gets what does it. That mean? Like she just gets a, Coke she only will drink Coke from McDonald's <laughs> from the same McDonald's and she that they know it. she is. And she, to get to stop doing that at one point, she did go to a like rehab facility in the desert <laughs> to try to get rid of her addiction to McDonald's Cokes. What? And she used to give the assistants at the, sh- I worked with her at that show Grandfathered. She would give the assistants like 20 bucks to go get her a McDonald's and then always just like give them, keep the change. And it's like, that's like a barely a dollar. It might not even be Whoa. a dollar. Wait, she is kind of like Robin, actually. I wouldn't surprise ha- me. She has the money to like do this crazy shit. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Robin, I mean, Robin Quivers bought a horse. She started doing race car driving. Wow. She had a yacht, but she can't swim. Oh my she God. is insane. I mean, I mean, it sounds like Joni. It's like, yeah, the, no kids. No kids. So they can have, use all their money to do crazy shit. Joni tricks out her Range Rover, but she leases it. So she, what? So, so she just gives it back. With tr- yeah, like totally like out. new interiors, Red, like like seats or something. Yeah, yeah. But she drives a Range Rover. Yeah, only drives Holy Range Rover. Only drives Range Rovers. <gasps> wow. Yes. Yeah, I would love to maybe one day have Joni on oh the show. Oh my but god, I would, would die. Be, I know. I think I'd be too nervous. Be I just so follow her Instagram and I'm in awe. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and that is her. That is her. Um, well, I feel like let's we got wrap s- it up. Yeah, right. Like, Thank let's be done. That was cool. So Thanks much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much. This um, was fantastic. Thank yeah, you. So informative. That was amazing. I'm glad. I hope. Yeah. I hope, yeah. It's kind of cool know. that you know that much about something. It's really it's cool. Scary, Can you believe I think, it? That I know that. Yeah. But <laughs> are I'm do- you going to oh, get a tattoo the, of it? I'm doing the wrap up show. I, they yeah. have a wrap up show that follows. Right. Stern. So I'm doing that on what yeah i've done that's it before. amazing that's it's so cool congrats thanks do you feel like about stern how you feel about golden girls per se because you have yeah. a tattoo of you have golden a famous girls. tattoo i i guess i i guess i just it, it's it's different in that like the golden girls are aesthetically pleasing and the howard yeah. stern show is i feel like an ownership over the golden girls where i get mad when people are like try to challenge me on it right whereas with stern i'd like to spread the wealth you're a little bit nice. more relaxed Got and the it. tattoo is of b arthur yeah that's right just I'm so doing for the, people i'm who doing don't the stern wrap-up show if people are fans on monday a uh, monday the 23rd of july okay <laughs> fantastic awesome. it's out by then but otherwise i don't know my new pot i have a podcast to plug it's yes you're making it worse uh-huh that's uh, with brent sullivan and h allen scott and it's about being 
gay and feeling completely <laughs> left out of gay culture. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Like how I we love try it. To, try to live and deal with that. And it's just crazy. Like what we were talking about before, like with yeah. the drag race stuff where we're like, I'm like, I like drag race, but mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not going to like do the stuff that would make me feel hunty. weird. Right. And call someone hunty. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm also going to plug that the Elliot is in season 10's finale episode in the audience. Yeah. It's crazy. Fully view of this it's all me. <laughs> yes. Me and Cameron's mom. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Cameron's mom. Um, so yeah, podcast Stern. Yeah. Great. I'm doing Hunger Renditions, my show. Yes. In I'm LA, uh, in New yeah. York on the 22nd of July. At, um, and that's your House. live singing deal. It's like a live stand up comedy music show with a, full band and yeah great yeah. keep it going Good. man thanks yeah um thanks for being here thanks for having me uh have a great day <laughs> thank you, you bye. Too. Thanks. goodbye <sighs> what did i tell you folks what a what a, an amazing information roller coaster that was yeah elia could be a professor of howard stern studies <laughs> really at could. the university of new orleans how interesting i didn't know they had that <laughs> yeah class i didn't know elliot was drawn to uh the bayou well, yeah but mm. you know what that's where he got the job that's where he's going to try to get tenure yep, so and that's where it's that's happening where you end up. yeah so great media studies program great. anyway anyway congratulations elliot on elliot being your professor, professor. <laughs> um we are I, I mean i i'm ready to give it up immediately <laughs> Jeez, don't give the milk up for free when... Wait, what is the saying? Um, I can't remember any sayings. <laughs> what is the one that I always try Why to say? Why buy like you the cow if you can get, get the, the milk, milk for free? My The other one that I can't re- ever remember is... Um, you, it, it is just like you win more friends with honey. Wait, what is it? You catch more flies with honey? Yes. There you go. But my, I always want to say like... Flies? flies? Why flies? I guess because so flies are like popular. Uh, Do they like popular. honey too? I think Flies any bug. <laughs> I always find it funny that we like we often like the same food as bugs. Yes, like cockroaches are in the house when there's food out mm-hmm. because like they're they want the bread too. Ugh, ants. And ants they come love to picnics. nasty crumbs. Ants are like, I want that. Yeah, we all kind of like the same stuff. Yeah, but Some... we kind of distance ourselves from bugs because they're right. they're so freakish. They're to us. awful. They're ants awful. I'm okay with. Someone on a podcast the other day pitched the idea that roaches might be aliens. There's really no way to tell. They may have disguised themselves. Maybe we're aliens. Dan, that's ridiculous. Come on. Because that would mean you, know, bugs, you believe in Scientology. Bugs, uh you believe there are in more bugs than there are us. Actually, if you like wait isn't it like if you weighed all the bodies of humans and all the bodies of ants Ew. at the same time, the ants would weigh more because there's Ugh. that many more. Oh god. Well anyway, anyway. I'm ready to give it up. <laughs> Why do I know so much about bugs? Yeah, what happened there? <laughs> I I'm Make ready me. to give it up. I'm ready to give up the milk for free. Nice for the for flies. Howard Stern. So I love you, Elliot. I love you, Elliot. Why? I want to listen to it. It sounds like so much fun to listen to. I'm so excited that he has led uh, not a generation, but a whole listenership into a new era. Um, I'm excited and impressed. And like, you know, I, I've always thought he was like some nasty shock jock. And he yeah, was. His image, unfortunately, is um, uh, not ruined, but uh, is affected by the, as Elliot put it, carbon copies of people. So right. again, I and I mentioned that in the interview, I associate him with that stuff with that I'm like, what's so good about this? Yeah. 
you know and and i think that i have had that point of view of like what's so good about this like why are people so into it for so long right but to hear someone really talk sit down and talk about it other than just oh stern stern's the best is like yeah he sounds like he's great yeah and listening to elliot especially that's true like how i can't believe like uh, a manly straight guy who's gonna be like oh i love stern that is true like no i'm not gonna love stern yeah. along with you no but now that i know that um you know and i've heard all about it from someone I from trust, a reformed long island gayman yes <laughs> exactly that that's uh that's a hard get for howard stern howard stern i believe would be proud to have that kind of listener yeah that he is that good and can cover that many swaths of humanity yeah to know that someone who i think like me like got out of new jersey got out of long island right like yeah but i still love this stuff and this guy is good at what he does and he's so uh, there was a part of this interview that reminded me a little bit surprisingly of the jimmy buffett oh um, interview because we were getting swept up well but that that um jimmy buffett you know, you, I think I get put off by the fandom and by the surroundings and what I associate him with, right. which is this like cheesy cheesiness that, well, I think Jimmy Buffett is a little bit more like, yes, he owns up to the cheesiness, but yeah. I never really thought about Jimmy Buffett himself. Right. Again, uh, after we listened to the music, I still thought Jimmy Buffett sucked, but <laughs> he himself and I, I, I didn't dislike it as much, uh, but I don't like the music. Right. I like him more than I like the music. But with Howard Stern, I love you, Elliot, as well, I would say. Ooh. I mean, it just it does sound really good. And I think, again, that, you know, this is stuff that has come up. The thing that has intimidated me to listen to it, aside from paying eight dollars a month and just starting something, from you know, nothing, like not yeah. knowing where to start is the uh, what i associated howard stern with and like the nasty stuff that um maybe i was making a bigger deal out of it than i needed to right and what elliot said that yeah some of it is like you know not all of it's going to be good i mean the guy is performing for 12 hours a week (laughs) yes exactly performing and i mean doing these podcasts we we only usually do like an in one interview a week maybe two at most um and, and it's, it's exhausting. Ti- it's exhausting and time consuming. I cannot imagine being on the air live for 12 hours a week. That is nuts. But I, yeah, the only <laughs> problem I run into is I don't know if I can really bring myself to purchasing a serious radio membership. Mm, How else so do, do we I love listen Elliot? to this man? Well, like, so Dan Savage has a thing where he has like, you can listen to Savage Love for free, but it's a shortened episode and it's full of commercials. And then you can get the Magnum edition, yes, which uh, involves way more and no commercials. Speaking of, you can subscribe, like meaning you buy a like you buy a subscription for the season. Also, it is funny that Dan Savage has a like Howard Sternness to him about frank and kind of open sexuality, right? That you love, right? Which he approached in a different place from a different place where I felt very safe and supported and not objectified when i my introduction to howard stern was objectification of women right which you know at the time was so scary and and turn offy to me because i was starting to feel objectification from all angles as a teenage girl if i had like but in general i've always been a really sex positive person and i think i would have really liked it if i had been given the chance to you know so 
I'm I'm annoyed and mad that he did that for so long, but I'm also like good for you for always sticking to portraying the reality of sexuality rather than hiding it uh buttoning it up like so many Americans do. Like that our mm. culture is full of sexual uh repression. Definitely. And it leads to all sorts of violence and horror that that is it does not lead to anything good sexual but hey we got has, the handmaid's tale out of it baby <laughs> exactly it's a really good show um uh, yeah there's a lot in, to unpack in there yeah and God, so, I love you, the so i think story. you need to go to therapy <laughs> i do go to therapy oh great okay cool Cool. well that's done um, i love the pegging story anyone crazy. that doesn't know what pegging is by the way i th- believe that the savage love podcast came up with the term i might be wrong but it's when a woman straps on a dildo and anally penetrates her male partner. Well, the butthole was penetrated and this subject was penetrated mm-hmm. all very successfully today. Yeah. Um, thank you, Elliot, for being on the show. Uh, check out Elliot virginities. if he's performing live in New York or Los Angeles, if you're in those areas. Yes, We both. live in Glendale, so we can't see either one. Yeah, this podcast might be coming <laughs> on after he's on Stern. Um, so I hope you heard that. You go back. Yeah, I hope you heard it. You can go back and listen to it. Yeah. Also, if you liked what Elliot had to say, you liked what we had to say, guys, Go to iTunes, check out those uh, five-star ratings, and click one and do one yourself. For our podcast. For our podcast. You know, <laughs> just anything. I mean, just anything, too. If you like yeah. it, why yeah, not? Yeah, for Make Me Like It specifically. You know what? That kind of sound that feels good to say is, like, if you like anything, go give it five stars. That's but true. if you, this happens to be one of those things, that would be helpful for us. Yeah, you just us. listen to the podcast, okay? It's fresh in the mind. Yeah, don't just, like, go on iTunes and start rating flowers or yeah, something. Because exactly. you're like, hey, I like flowers. Like, hey, we all like daffodils. Yeah, they're daff- daffodils are all over iTunes right now. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that on iTunes? Just five star anything? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That wouldn't make any sense. That'd be a huge waste of time for a a big corporation to do. So, um, yes, give us the five stars. If we get up to 120 uh, ratings, we'll do something crazy. Yeah, we're going to do something crazy. And I will say this whole getting ratings and then doing something crazy is very inspired by howard stern probably yes that it is just a uh, for me it was like grab. it was like you know hearing about his early days of like what can i do to grab listeners and like i think one of our earliest things we did is like stick our fingers in each other's asses yeah or show our butts or something i don't know it was mm. something something uh sexual stern like and stern like so We'll do something crazy if we get 125 star reviews. Yes. Um, And if you have any questions, thoughts about Howard Stern, he's an interesting guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Write us at littlepuppyquestions at gmail.com. Yeah. We did get uh, an email from uh, Brian, a friend of the show, I would say at this point, because I feel like we're basically just in constant communication. Oh, he emails a lot? Yes. Oh, Um, nice. So thank you, Brian. Uh, Brian mentioned that... Thanks for uh, staying engaged, buddy. He he mentioned he, he responded to the museums episode and said, yes, he agrees that museums can be a little bit much mm-hmm. but you know he's been um neck i mean the the last few times he's gone to museums he's uh you know didn't doesn't just look at the art kind of looks at the story behind it reads about the art too and he mm-hmm. he gets really interested in the way curators and museums are kind of mm-hmm. try to put the objects into a story and try and see how they tell that yes. story which is interesting but also right. honks you honks you i can get tired from you i want something a little more interactive but i get it i get it there's now, reading and you look at the thing and and the curators do have tough jobs okay and brian also said that um uh he has recently moved to a new neighborhood and uh, there's less squalor there 
uh, citing our squalor episode and said he kind of yes. misses seeing an old rusty beat up car, which I understand. I have a fear of we moved, uh, moving up yeah. societally at times too. We did a little, we've done moving up over the years, haven't we? Like at one yes, point. Yes, but we've we always moved, lived in dump holes. Well, but we moved from, well, we did oh, live yeah, in a Brooklyn shitty Heights. dump hole in Brooklyn Heights, but Brooklyn Heights was so much nicer compared to. The nicest to neighborhood we've ever lived in. You and I lived separately in some of the worst neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Like, yes. The, the part of Bushwick I lived in was just disgusting just a disaster I think the neighborhood is called hell yes it is hell hell new york yes I, i'm sure a lot i think a lot of people romanticize brooklyn but there's parts of it are that are just pure hell dan lived under the 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 bqe yes in an apartment over a car shop that yes. opened at 6 a.m. every morning across the street from a Costco. The worst Costco in the, the country. Worst Costco on the worst Costco in the country, just riddled with people at all times. And I lived in, in Bushwick in like a, it was a fancy new building, but hellish. Like it, it was like, why do I live here? This is awful. Like yeah, and scary and also really um, people would wander stark, in and out of it. Stark contrast of like this new glass building yes. and everything around it was yes. pretty scary. I remember I kicked a Seemed rat. Wrong. I kicked a rat one night just walking home from the JMZ. Uh, that's where I saw my dead body of New York. A man was hit by uh, a truck really hard and his head exploded. Cool. And I saw his body under a sheet. And I burst into tears. <laughs> awesome. Five star guys on <laughs> iTunes. Um, <laughs> Kelly's passing out from remembering. Uh, <laughs> um, excuse me. But for now, it's getting late. It seems like you should get in your big feather bed or oh your head of uh, your bed of hay. Yes. Hay or feathers, whichever you prefer. Yeah. Get inside it. Nestle in. Let the breeze come through the winder. Blow out the candle. Blow out Lift the candle. up your. A night skirt, nightgown, yeah, whatever the skirt or gown, you know, skirt prefer. or gown, and maybe a little skirt if it's shorter yeah, for if the you summer. Have pants, pull them down. Yes, yeah, your pajama pants. Yes. Um, and then let the cool blanket rest on the mound. Close your eyes. Dang, Good night. Dang. That was a headgum podcast.